0: Welcome to episode 400 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, welcome along to episode 400, John Newsome. Oh, it's a big week, Bevan It's a big week i got some lilies for you Nice You like that? Yep Do you know what I did, John? Didn't even know it was Valentine's Day this week And I've always got brownie points Because I was walking past the florist the other day mm. And I know my Joe likes some lilies And I thought, oh, I'll buy Joe some lilies Yeah They were on special, which did help Nice And I uh, came home, gave him some lilies and it's before Valentine's Day. Chikawawa. I have to say the return on investment was pretty good. <laughs> but, oh, nice. but I'm just saying, you do it before Valentine's I didn't even think about it. Now, Valentine's Day this week, expectations are low. Save yourself some money. What are you going to learn for Valentine's Day? I'm taking it. We're going to the Canterbury Sports Awards. Dinner.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know how to Mr. lose
1: Romantic. <laughs>
0: Our Talk is proudly brought to you by Coffees of Oh, The best coffee in the world Athlinks.com. The best social networking in the world for athletes And extreme endurance Your lactic buffer, they bought one of the books right there? They? Yeah, yeah. yeah, nice. I don't know who gets the credit for it But it was just under extreme endurance So okay. it kind of made me laugh uh, And this week's show, what have we got happening? We've got a few things happening, I'm just pulling up my notes here We've got a news, we've got a high five John
2: we have. Yeah. John the Mountain Snail Hancock, who I saw at the weekend at the Tri-Series Race in Christchurch, the Dot Kiwi Tri-Series Race.
0: What do you mean? Oh, that's the main thing. Yep.
2: Ugh. Was it a good race? Uh, it was. It wasn't too bad. Give me people doing it?
0: No. Why not?
2: Don't know. What, how many people? There was not a lot. Oh, really? Was yeah. It, was it a
0: bit embarrassing, not a lot? Uh, I
2: didn't see the main race, but there was not a lot. The problem these days, I go for these... If you make that as draft legal for age groupers as well, yeah. So you got you got to have a uh, you know, draft legal bike. So TT bikes
0: can't use them. So uh, that's going to discount a few people. But it was different for me. I'll go over it later. Do most triathletes nowadays just buy TT bikes? You know, because like not. you know, like a bike's a big investment, and I know. I do. If if they're long course, yes. Short
2: course, maybe have the clip-ons. Yeah,
0: uh, we've got a a, a P. What's P twenty fourteen update? Our project twenty fourteen. Well done. Yeah, pretty sharp. Four hundred shows. I've got an interview. Is yes. Alan Cousins? Is it? Yes, from Endurance Corner, talking about benchmarking tests. Nice, and we've got a few questions and answers at the end. Okay, John, well, it's great that you come up. With the most important piece of news is for the weekend. You know, a triathlon show. We're going to be talking about New Zealand sport. Well, it is. You know, we don't get to crow about uh, too many things. <laughs> well, rugby,
2: rugby, yeah, and we, you know, I don't think we need to. Jump up and down about our Winter Olympics. If we get a medal, will we wrapped We've only ever had one. We've only we? ever had one, so yeah. will we wrapped But it's a big week because we crushed the Indians in the cricket. Oh, love the cricket, and they are the number one or two team in the well.
0: World. They were number one in the one days, and then we smashed them. They didn't even beat us, so they've gone to number two, and we're about number eight out of nine oh, teams. We've had the best cricket season ever. Team, you guys don't understand how much we love cricket right now, are not we, John? Yeah,
2: and so the one days in twenty twenty. You can have a bit of luck
0: there, but we we Hi, did beat them fair and square. Five games didn't beat us once. Exactly. We smash them.
2: But then it comes to test cricket. It's a pure formula game. And we were fi- average. Fi- fi- for you guys don't know cricket, it's five days. You can quite often end up with draws. Not so but, much nowadays.
0: It's yeah. In the modern era, they get yeah. a lot more results. Yeah.
2: But usually the best team, well, no, the best team wins test cricket. Yep. So the other stuff, you have a bit of luck and mm-hmm. you have one, one guy gets on fire. Test cricket, the best team wins. And we,
0: we, we did start it, but we... Pretty much crushed them. Well, I don't know if we crushed them. It was got close to last We crushed them in the first innings and mm. then they made a wicked in second innings comeback. Mm. And then it looked to the point where we were going to lose, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'd given up all hope because New Zealand cricket always blows up the ball when we, you know, <laughs> when we need to win a game. And they turned it around, John. Incredible. Oh, you guys are loving this in America.
2: And our Sevens <laughs> rugby team won as well. So we're, we're pretty happy down here. Yeah, good, good to be a Kiwi
0: this weekend. Okay, other results Crow's back on top.
2: He is, so they had the Geelong 70.3 at the weekend, it sounded like ridiculously hot conditions uh, on the bike and the run, and Crowley beat a pretty high quality field, uh, he rode away from everybody with Tim Reid, and then outrun him, and Tim Reid is usually a fantastic runner and he put four minutes into him, uh, Tim Reed. Yep, yeah, he's Speedos dude, he always wears the bright Speedos, I can't think of who Tim Reid is. Anyway. And Brad Carterfelt ran his way into third place, but also notably, you had Peter Robinson there, who was riding with those guys uh, for a while, and he's he's yeah, he's been talking up his Project Twenty Fourteen Kona aspirations. So he, like, has he qualified? No, no, no. Uh, he hasn't done he hasn't done a good Ironman yet. Uh, so he d- he came in fourth place, but yeah, yeah, great field there. Uh, yeah, also of note. You had Yuri uh, Van what you know won world duathlon titles multiple times, down there in ninth place. He got uh, seven minutes put into him in the swim, over two kilometres. Wow. But then rode, no wonder he's duathlete. Rode 220, which was still not as fast as Crow and so, but fast as most of the pro guys, and then uh, only ran a 125. That must break your heart, eh? If you're like a
0: mean duathlete, because who a duathlete? Because... Who cares? Well, he's probably just down there doing off season training, so I know, but look, up. when you know you can match it with the top boys in the bike mm-hmm. and those run and you're seven minutes behind the swim, that breaks your heart, John. And seven minutes and a half. And a half, just dig it in a little bit more. What well, happened the girls' well, race? The girls' race, Emma Moffat crushed everybody. She oh, did this
2: She did this last year and she did a couple of halves pre season, but she'll be back to ITU side of stuff, but absolutely crush everybody.
0: John? The long course world championships are now going to the USA in 2016. It's a long way off, but I yeah. you are announcing this,
2: and for you, you Americans, it's a great opportunity to do really cool distance. It's uh, usually, unless they change it again, it's uh, 4k, 120k, 30k. So nice distance, not quite Ironman, but a little bit longer than half. And it's going to where they normally hold the Redman race. So Oklahoma City,
0: Oklahoma
2: City. So mm. good opportunity for you guys. You're, you're not going to have the 70.3 worlds in America for a little bit now. You know it's going to mont Blanc this year, it's going to Wiesbaden next year and then it will be going somewhere else. So 2016 if you want to get... So how popular something. do you think this will be? Like I know this race kind of is popular isn't it? It is. For the Euros it's very popular yeah. and when they had it in the States a few years back it seemed to be, it seemed was to be popular. Was that Vegas? They did have it in Vegas it was a year they had it twice yeah. in, uh, in Vegas. They had 70.3s and this one. And they also had it in Muncie many years ago when we were over there for a camp uh, in Flagstaff, they had it in Muncie. So they've had it a few times, so I think it'll go well. And you guys, you know,
0: good race. ITU run a good ship. They run a good ship, they do, Jonbo. Jonbo, ITU update. Geez, we really haven't got much news then, have we? We have not. Olympic qualifying is starting,
2: so you guys that don't know much about Tell us it the works. Olympics, it's pretty straightforward. You end up having 55 men, 55 women, and qualifying basically starts the season. And it becomes quite a tricky game
0: because... Firstly, you've got to get enough points to get starts in the main races. So, but wait a second. First of all, in that first period, it's about qualifying for your country, isn't it? So, it is. So you're racing for your country to get as many starts, which is up to three starts. It is. So you get, the top number of countries
2: get three positions, then the next level of countries get two positions, a bunch get one, uh, and then the country can decide who they who they want to send, usually it takes care of itself but some of the stronger countries like um, Germany, Australia, you know, they can pick and choose who they want. So, 55 men on the start, 55 women on the start. Um, If you get you've got to basically be within the top 140 in the ITU, so you can't have... Some peasants turn up. Yeah, we'll say, we'll say, for example, you've got somebody who's racing long course or doing non-ITU stuff, ITU stuff, and you think, oh, I bring him in as a domestique. Yep. You've, you've still got to do quite a few races just to make sure you're in the top 140. Probably not crazy hard to do that, um, but uh, you still got to be in the top 140. What's going to be really interesting for me is to see if the format stays the same in Rio. I suppose it's not too
0: far away now, but it, They if, have to announce it. If they're going to start Qualifying in 2014 Surely they have to change Well,
1: well You're going to
0: prepare people For the format You do I, yeah, Maybe it won't change for Rio But after that It's got, it's got to change but you, you made predictions It was going to change for that John
2: Well I've, I've been so excited We're not even We're still in 2014 You know They could change, easily change at
0: 2015 and, But I, I don't know if they will John Here's a big question for you And it's an important question Who's going to win 2016 Men's and females race uh, Well The guys I'd be very surprised if it wasn't one of the Brownleys Can you say just Jonathan Brownlee? I mean um, one? Alistair? Alistair Because Jonathan's not as good as Alistair There's other guys who could, yeah but there's guys who can challenge Jonathan. Yeah I don't know I'd I'd say it would be one of those two
2: but a lot can change in two years. Yeah we've had these guys in the past like say Lessing and stuff have been equally as dominant as the Brownleys and then all of a sudden they start to go down that slippery slope and they're still very good but I mean, that, this guy from the states—if he—if he manages to break through, Alan something or other, yeah, Alan Cousins. If he if he breaks through, he <laughs> could potentially match those guys. So you'd—you'd you'd, you'd say odds on those guys are, are right up there. But the other fella from the states, Lucas yeah, something or other, that runner. you know, he's getting getting fight pretty tight now. But if he broke through this year, you know, Brownlee—you got to think um, at the last. Before the last Olympics, so Beijing, yep. he's just started to come onto the scene there. Yep. So he had he had a four-year um, build-up. So he went to the Olympics, and he he was right there for a little bit, and then he must have exploded. And then straight after the Olympics, all of a sudden, he's he, was, on block, wasn't he? Yeah. He, he was he was onto it. So I would say this season, if you don't see. Some breakthrough athletes this season, would be surprised. On the guys' side of
0: things, girls' side of things, it is wide open. Make your prediction, Newsom. So in two years from now, you can come back and go, Yeah, I've called it. Okay. Um Girls side of things.
2: It's been a while since I've seen Smarty U Racing, Bevan. Come on, mate. You've got the season. I'll i I'll
0: go with uh I'll go with non Stanford. Non Stanford? You've got the Newsom pick, mate. You're gonna win it. Okay Jumbo. the the dot Kiwi Tri series in Christchurch the future of racing no yeah, one turned up no <laughs> one turned up but it's, it it's was good it was a good format so what they do they so they had it was double super sprint so is so that were you
2: your race, Sorry, I didn't actually end up racing no, but it's like your race no uh-huh. it's not so you basically have a heat in the final oh okay. And they, they tried to do the same for the age groupers but they didn't have enough so they just ended up having two races and you, they threw their times together. But yeah. for, for the elites they had uh, two heats. I don't know how many they had in each heat. Did you go final? You went out? So, saw the final. Yeah. Uh, and then the first 14 in each heat went through to the final. And to their credit there was a lot of internationals there. Now, they're not they're not the creme de la creme of uh, world triathlon side of things, yeah. but there was guys from Israel there, there was some POMs there, there was loads of Aussies there, there was Japanese. So basically it was an ITU points race, so they were coming purely to get the points because the challenge a lot of these guys have, quite a few French guys, is they've got to try to get starts on the main series races, which is the ones you see on TV, the World Triathlon Series yep. races, and they've just got to go around to all these hick races with hardly any prize money, and they've got to accumulate points so they can actually try to get on that the start line yeah. for the World Championship Series races. So it was good racing. It was over 300-meter swim, 9-kilometer uh, bike, and I think it was a two and a half three kilometer run. And it was close racing, you know, they had a, it was just long enough that it broke up a bit and I had a couple of athletes racing and, you know, at that level he was saying, you know, everything was in a straight line, but as soon as somebody starts to drop a wheel, it's so short and it's such high intensity, you look up and somebody's uh, lost a wheel and there's a few bike lengths and it's game over, over. you know, you're off off the back and, and that's what happened, a break of six or eight went off the front. And then that broke it to another couple of guys, Tom Davison and Ryan Sissons, rode off the front of that, but they only had a very, very small, small lead. Uh, and then there was another pack of twenty guys and a really tight tight course and so we're like that it's just big long straight line and you're, if you're 10th wheel if somebody drops a wheel at front you're screwed
0: <laughs> when, when it's a lot of cycle racing I used to always say in at first third mm. you know don't take the risk of getting to the back because you're so reliant on other riders then aren't you totally mm. so close racing and it came
2: down to <clears> a sprint finish between first and second in the guys race uh, between our Kiwis Dodds and Sissons and it's pretty hard to tell who won from the sidelines but Dodds took it out by about yeah. a 30 centimetres or something like that oh, wow. and then good sprint for second place as well for third place, third and fourth had a sort of photo finish as well and uh, and they just came streaming in so it was all over in 24 minutes.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Wow. What kind of money do they get? Mm, don't know
2: Wasn- was not thousand? great.
0: Yeah
2: a couple of thousand at most. Okay uh, Gills? My race had more money uh, Nikki Samuels crushed them okay. I didn't actually see that. I've got a few criticisms of the race but I'm going to keep that to myself for now
0: well you can't say that and then
2: keep it to yourself <laughs> well, out. The website said that the women's race final was going to be at 12.40 If they didn't have enough people uh, it was going to be a straight final yep. So I'm assuming they're just going to put a straight final and do it at 12.40 But they actually did the final when the heat time was on uh. So I, got to, I didn't get to see the girls okay. I've I did done. think it was a bit odd when I saw Nikki Samuels <laughs> jogging around when I turned up I thought, oh, a Bit odd Odd, you know, it's an hour before the race and she's doing her sort of warm-up now and she'd already finished. She's How many girls are yeah. they have in the
0: race? Not a lot. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're really promoting this race really well. Oh, it's, yeah, it is what it is. How many age group is overall? Not, not a lot. Well, it's not a lot. I, I don't know. I
2: don't know. I didn't even look at the results. Okay. Oh, there you go. Great promotion.
0: <laughs> coast to Coast is coming up this weekend. Usher, can Usher do it?
2: It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a bit of a two or three horse race most likely. You've got Richard Usher and uh Baden Curry, defending champion. And apparently Baden Curry's brother is pretty good as well. Oh really? But it's just gonna be interesting to see how Usher does 'cause he was he was just on fire in this race that I did in Ashburton, like just crushing it. Yep. And then really just didn't get it together in Wanaka.
0: On any front And Well they're uh, talking to him Post Wanaka He was saying it's just One of those days mm. You know like He just had a day Where it's just That wasn't there you know? So You know it be interesting To see if he can If he's done enough kayaking he's What do you to? So for those overseas Who don't know What we're talking about Coast to coast We talk about it I every I think know by now We talk Yeah
1: about
2: it, about
0: It's the it's big New Zealand Kind of You go from one coast To the South Island To the other All in one day It's kind of like The multi-sport It's the biggest Multi-sport race out there and um, it's been sold. So um, this last year, there's a guy called Robin, Robin Jenkins, who's Jenkins. The guy, Jenkins, who is the guy who basically started the Complete race. Complete nut bar. Complete nut bar. And, that, and that's really not in, in you know, no. his, it's, it's the truth. <laughs> and he'd be the first to admit it. And uh, But he's a bit of an icon, and he's definitely made yeah. the, the race into what it is. So he sold it. And there has been some criticism of the race over the last few years because it's extremely expensive. Uh, and well, it is, but... It's the same as an Ironman. Yeah, but have you done Coast to Coast? No. You don't feel you get your money's worth at Coast to Coast? Mm. Like an Ironman. When it, I think the first time you do an Ironman, you kind of go and you spend, what is it to do an Ironman now? What's Ironman New Zealand? about? Eight, dollars 800 Yeah. Oh, no, Coast to Coast is over $1,000. Mm. It's so, not that much. Yeah, but yeah. still. When I did Ironman, I always felt, you know what? It's an expensive race, but I'm getting my money's worth, especially the first time because it's just such a, a big experience and you can see where your dollar goes. When I did Coast to Coast, I was like, what am I paying for here? Mm. Like they had in the in mm. the transition they had four portaloos mm. for like a thousand you know two thousand people. And like yeah. you know there was no meal before. You didn't get a t-shirt at the end. Like it was pretty Mickey Mouse. So um I'll be interested to see what happens to the race now it gets sold and goes to a pretty professional company. So
1: yeah,
2: I totally agree. There's a lot they could do to make that race better. Yeah, of co- course, amazing. Yeah, just an amazing experience, but. Just the, the thrills
0: yeah. could be done better. You need some thrills. Oh, Joel, maybe we don't. Maybe we're getting too fluffy in this new world. Mm. You know, like old school. Bevan, you do a great job in my race with the music
2: and the – Appreciate and, it. and talking. And that's just the simple things. Like this was another a criticism of the race at the weekend. They had somebody on the microphone, and I was just cringing. I was going, come on. Oh, no atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, and just the music, like – it's like B ninety eight classic uh, hip really? stuff. I was like, put me, oh, me to sleep.
0: Seriously, put me to sleep. Okay, John. Challenge family and the Fest are joining forces to do triathlon. I think in the, in the SufferFest. So, do you know much about this? Have you read yes, this? I do, okay, I do my piece. Be well, well, I did I, my piece this morning, but not on this piece. Well, the so Fest
2: is basically some really cool videos to train to. Videos to train to, and they they do an amazing production job and get you really pumped up and people go out there and just crush themselves on the indoor trainer with these things yeah. but now they've come up with a, uh, a bike and a, a run so you can do bike run reps which is kind of cool and they've got all this footage wait from, a second. from rope
0: H- how do you do a run rep? Well, a lot of people have treadmills, Bevan. Oh, so you do a treadmill? Yeah. Okay.
2: They, they have got alternatives that if you go out and run, then you just pause it. But it, it's um, it's cool. And it's basically got all this footage of uh, Challenge Rote. And they may, I only saw the trailer. They may have other Challenge races, but it was cool. Just, yeah, nice. yeah, a little bit different. Challenge. They're doing a lot at the moment. There was something else coming out about some social networking thing they're doing in the States. Do you know right. what
0: the Challenge are really good at? What? Their PR. Hmm. You know, let's get it out there. Yeah. Get it to us. Get it to us, basically. Uh, sponsor, John, that's the news. It is. That's the news. Wow. Life changing. Sponsor, Athlinks, John, what's happening? First finishes at Challenge Penticton. Well, I, just, I just thought we haven't
2: done this for a while. So, Challenge Penticton. Yeah, I've got it here, right here in front of me.
0: Yeah. Who, oh, well, and I just
2: thought we'd give a bit of love to our first Athlinks finishes. Well, Chris Bagg. Yeah. He was.
0: Uh, he bagged it. He bagged it, man. He bagged it big time in a 914. Did pretty well overall, actually, 7th overall. Nice. Male, he must be an age grouper. Male age grouper, Chris Bagg, 34. His bib number was 7th, and he got 7th overall, so that's pretty good. Nice. He swam a 58. He biked a 454, and then he ran a 316. So it's a pretty solid day at the, the office. And then Dylan Gleason came in second on the athlete's finishes, and he – uh did a 9.35, and then Jeremy Hopwood did a 9.45. And if I can find some girls down here, let's have a look. John Walker, Dominic. You, you can you can change it up the top there so it uh, goes girls. Julie Anderson, she did a 11.4.30, and then we had Amelia Birch, she did a 11.39, nice. and then further on down, no, that's about it. And I'm just going to do a bit of
2: Ironman New Zealand. I've got a bit of love here because I've been um, talking about a couple of guys at Ironman New Zealand and I didn't realise the first age grouper, and he was an athletics member, Matt Lewis. Tenth v- overall. Very impressed. Yeah. 104 swim. Not very impressed with that. No, sharpen up. And I know there's a lot of people that swim slower than that, but relatives to other times, that's pretty slow. 104 swim, 452 on the bike. Nice. And the Ironman New Zealand, that. Is smoking yep. and then a solid three oh nine on the run didn't get checked. Beat Meredith Kessler by four minutes 9.13, first athletics finisher and then we had Anthony Lowe's and it was second one and Andrew House was third. I think Andrew House in Auckland. I um, could be wrong here. I think he called me Bevan. Was well, somebody called me Bevan in Auckland? Hey Bevan, how you doing? And oh, I think it was did Andrew he? House. That's I cold was, I was you know. looking at his athletics photo because
0: he's got the of something the morning ride. I've done the morning ride maybe on his t-shirt. He's a, he's a triathlete, a runner, a swimmer, a trail runner. Yes, it was Andrew. Andrew, Andrew, shame on you. That was John. Yes, his best marathon time is a two fifty two. His best Ironman is nine oh six. His best half marathon is one seventeen. So there you go. Good S- old Andrew. Yeah, he Andrew. brings down the house. No, he does not. He's <laughs> shamed. I'm never talking to you again, Andrew. <laughs> well, you will if you call me your right name, Dino oh, Gaskin. What? Oh, Swanee's on here. Oh, don't you love that things? Yeah What about gills I'm just waiting for my girls To load up Oh okay And what else Was I going to say about uh... John Do, we, so do I... we know the New Zealand field
2: no, no No I mean New Zealand Are very good at doing their promo But they haven't You know it's, it's still three weeks out So I'm not going to give them Too much of a hard time That's <coughs> what I just want to see The because, girls are But the, the, the challenge They've got these days Is the The, the system the anyone sister, can sign up, yeah. up yeah and so we've got a we had a girl here in Christchurch who came on our Ironman camp she's a Taiwanese girl who yep. went Ironman Japan she said you st- she stuck on your will she did yeah and um, she's not really sure if she she's raced she had a, a, a car crash and stuff a while ago and a bad accident she's not in great form and I'm like saying, well just enter and, um, and then just sort of see who's, who's out there and if, you know, if it's looking like you've got a pretty good chance of being in the top three then you might as well go for it. She's trying to make it to, to Kona, um, otherwise flag it. So they've, they've got some real challenges on their hands. Um, in terms of, of the girls, so I think Zion New Zealand, Natalie Gaskin. Oh, Dino's really? wife oh, Look at that first She also got a nutritional business I think up there in, in Wellington I think it's like Nutrition 360 Or something like that Nice Amanda Windoff was second And Sarah Walker was third
0: so that's what's cool, guys. If you're going to go to a race, and especially if you know your local athletes, you can kind of check out and you go, OK, well, let's have a look at this Amanda, right? right? Let's go. I'm going to put up Amanda. Where is she? Some people can t- even take this to... A- Natalie Gaskin, sorry. So You can take this to the next level. So I've got a guy
2: coming out of New Zealand that I coach, and uh, Startless came out in his age group, and he <laughs> went through, and he got all the people from last year, who- all the people in his age group, and somehow he, must- he-, he got a spreadsheet going, got all the, the results from last year, plus a few few things off Athlinks, put them all into a spreadsheet and figured out where I uh, basically predicted where he should finish. And, and where does he think he should finish? About 20th.
0: Oh. Well, but, hey, but it, it, that's a motivator. That's the joy of Athlinks. You can do this stuff. And Natalie Gaskin, she's done a, a 127 half marathon. Her PB for a 10K is a 41. And then a 5K is a sub 20. Nice. 19 minutes so far. So love your work. So check it out. Ethnic.com. She's done lots of IMA. Mean, she's done I mean New Zealand a few times. Lots of halves. Oh maybe no maybe lots of halves. Oh, no, Ironman New Zealand, yep, 2011, two thousand eleven, ten forty eight. She's pretty consistent. Oh, she did the Loaded Hawk series. Five mm-hmm. K race back in the old days. She did the marathon in Wellington. Half marathon. Nice. Oh, she's been around for a long time. She's been around the block. A few times, times, because she's an athlete. So, com guys. Check, check, check. Check it out. Discussion of the week. Do you want to do that now, or do you want to hold it off?
2: So, we're going to be going through that with uh, Alan Cousins. Do you want to talk about next week's
0: discussion now? Yes. (coughs) We had a a technical glitch, but we're back. Anyway, this week's discussion, Tony Hodge. A friend of mine has just entered Ironman Ken 70.3, her first half Ironman. Do you want to? Oh uh, yeah, that's right. So, uh, lucky she got in there, it sold out very fast. And <laughs> posted on Facebook looking for ideas. You're in Never Neverland then, I weren't was. you? What were you thinking about? Oh, I've forgotten already <laughs> Okay, uh, On Facebook she basically said What should she put as her answer to her favourite song To have played at, play, Playing at the finish line It got me thinking that I have always loved The question and answered it with A great deal of consideration but In my all of my IAM finishes I wouldn't have a clue as to whether or not They have ever played the song in the finishing shoot So maybe a question of the week for you Does anyone remember what song They requested and do they remember it ever being played when they Finished Maybe you could get An interview with Mike Riley. We need to get Mike Riley On Legends Okay mm. We really do Like that guy yeah. sits In that place Prior to his upcoming Ironman New Zealand trip And ask him if they could Manage to coordinate All those requests I, I, I don't think they do that I've, I've, I wouldn't, wouldn't have thought They would But maybe they do well, How can you Because the problem
2: is you gotta sort pretty quickly through your songs. And, to and you're gonna get ten seconds of every song. Mm. And I'm sure you could do it autom- automatically, you know, in terms of you had a sensor up there, that's all getting
0: pretty technical, but I'm sure it's not that hard. To but do it, it wouldn't be a very nice experience because the thing is to cut in our songs every yes. ten seconds. It, yeah. So I'm pretty sure they have probably never done it. It's probably more just a fun question that they'll ask. Right. But we wanna know what you wanna hear. Can you can you remember that, what songs? That might help them come up with a
2: compilation for finishes. Oh, okay, yeah. But uh, no, right. but that doesn't
0: work because I tried that for my runners. I th- one time for my runners, we kind of, you know, this week's question, and we said, What, you know, what's your favourite songs and we'll make a Spotify playlist? Mm-hmm. And people have an eclectic, like, oh, right. you know, and yeah. <laughs> like, there are some songs uh, that you'd never want to listen to. Like yeah. my mum likes Prince Tweedecker. Right. You know, so it ain't happening. So <laughs> y- y- actually, sometimes it's best not to give the crowd the choice. Yeah. I would not have a clue what music. Uh, was played when I finished. I have to. Remember, I have to admit, when I did one of the Iron Man New Zealands, that, that Fat Boy Slim song um, right, right here, right, right now, now, that was my favourite song leading into it, and, uh, and that was when the song had recently come out as well, mm-hmm. and they had that playing as I was going into the water, mm-hmm. and that was quite cool. Oh yeah, it's a good one for going to the water. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, that's my song, um, but I can't remember any song at the finish line. Yeah, but anyway So that's this week's question. So the question is, what is your favourite finish line song? If you could if you could if they could time it Mm. and you came across the finish line and your favourite what would be yours, John? I don't know. I'll answer next week. Don't throw your pen you baby. <laughs> your baby.
1: Your <It's>, uh, baby. <laughs> it's
2: this week's question for next week. Okay. Well, thank you, Tony. Kia kaha from. I'm Sydney. not going to ask you what your question, your favourite is, because We'll do that next week. I've got this really cool one right now. Okay. Don't
1: tell oh. us.
0: <laughs> one, two, three, four. Haha. We ten. are ripping through the content today.
1: That's okay.
0: No problems. Plenty of content. We've got an email here from the Mountain Snail, and he's basically going, not really a high si- a website of the week, maybe a Coach's Corner question, but I reckon we could turn it into a high five on coaching kids. And he sent through a link to a competitors.triathlonmagazine.com article around coaching kids by Lance Watson. This is one of the best articles I've read on sports and triathlon for ages. Lance Watson on kids and sports. Um, The clarity with which he explains the difference between the needs and wants of young kids, uh, 7 to 10, pre-adolescents, 10 to 13, and adolescents, 14 to 18, is very helpful. But most of all, Keep It Fun is consistent with the advice I've ever got from everyone of the elites I've met. John probably knows a little bit about Lance Watson, Watson, do you? Oh, he's... um... One of the American coaches
2: has got a coaching business that's affiliated with Ironman, or used to be, I assume it still is. Life, right. life sport, I think it is. No, oh, yeah, no, life really.
0: well, um, As far as I'm aware, he's very successful and newest coach based uh, for high-performance triathletes. He's worked with Peter Reed, Bennett, uh, Steve Larson, Simon Whitfield, which makes his piece... All more amazing. He really understands what sport is about for the wider population, I think. 99% of young athletes don't just uh, go to the elite professional competitors. So what's the end game for parents? What are the lessons of sport? My personal hope for my children is they learn to value health and fitness, to learn the skills to be fit for life, including efficient movement and sufficient training knowledge. I hope that they enjoy sport enough to stay in the lit for the long term and internalise the life lessons of team play, goal setting and work ethic. Brilliant stuff. So, John, you, you've come up with some high-five here, have you? No, I have not. This okay, is, wait i uh, I'm this, just going to grab
2: my pen. This is off the – you've got to throw it again. Get yeah, ready to throw yeah, it. and It's my anger device. Yeah. This, no, this is off Lance Watson's article, which I had to read through yesterday. All good stuff. Oh, sort it was. I read This is a bit of a summary. So, number one, encourage your, encourage your child to focus on personal excellence.
0: One thing, one thing. Carol Dweck, who I've interviewed on my – I actually put it on this show of Christmas. Great. I, did, oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, thanks, mate. I'm, yeah, I'm I know really you waited your whole I listen yep. to it 10 times yep. One thing Carol Dweck talks about is when you praise kids Always praise the effort oh, so, yeah. so you never actually praise Outcome or you, mm-hmm. you know it's always Just you know what I'm really impressed with how much effort you put into the thing and that's mm-hmm. You know when we think about Encouraging your children to focus on personal excellence You know when you're being the influence On them use it towards You know I can't believe how hard you try to be good at Sport and that kind mm-hmm. of language is going to be a big Influence on your kid Definitely. Number two keep it fun Fun keeps kids in sports. It's so important, guys. If you ever are going to be that coach or if you're ever going to be the parent who's going to get out there and play for the kids, you've got to make it about fun. It's, it's, the kids will love doing 100-100s. Yeah. Love <laughs>
2: <laughs> Come on, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> 78, you've got 12 to go. You're not doing good enough, you are head <laughs> He's quite excited. We uh, were out there at the weekend. We watched a kids race and he wanted to do it. And I looked up the rules and he's seven year old, so he can do it next year. He's pretty, Jesus going to be seven
0: next year. Yeah. Jesus time flies, doesn't it? It does.
2: Yeah. So he's pretty pumped.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. But keep it fun. And and, and I think that's the thing is um, with with kids, when it comes to keeping it fun, it's you've got to remember what makes it fun for a kid, not what makes it fun for an adult. Because mm. often for an adult, there's a little bit of competition and stuff like that. Whereas mm. for some kids, it's not about that at all. So definitely.
2: Relays are gold. Kids love relays. Yeah, definitely. Uh, number three, protect their self-esteem. Children want to be loved and accepted and have their parents feel good about what they do. Some places ban side parents on the sidelines now, some soccer teams and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, because they... they they, there's two over the top and they start giving their kids all this advice from the sidelines and the kids get really confused. The co- coach told them to do one thing and then these parents are telling them to do other things like go, yeah, run with it, run with it and the coach is telling them, no, I don't want them to run with it, I want them to pass it. Oh man.
0: So they actually ban the parents from the sidelines. Where, where is the midline of that, jungle? Because I think at the same time when you like, when you, I remember taking toddler swimming and every time she'd do a good lap she'd look up and want my approval. Mm. You know, and so at the same time you want your parents there mm. You know, maybe it's a bit more about education than banning. Some parents are pretty over the top. Yeah, some parents are. Although my mum was that parent. Yeah, my mum was the one who yelled the whole bloody game. Mm. But didn't bother me. She yelled at the ref, telling the ref he's one time she did because he sent me off and stuff. He set me off. I did a high tackle. I didn't do a high tackle, John. I was, a, I was Oh, I'm like, sure you didn't. So <laughs> all, those, all those people that didn't draft in the race. I wasn't drafting. Yeah. I was a bad. fair player. I, I wasn't a dirty. Okay, admittedly, sometimes I got a little bit dirty because that's the nature of the game. And I went, you know, big shoulder charge. Yeah. Big smashed him. Yeah. And, um, and I, but it wasn't high. Shoulder yeah. height. Yeah. Shoulder height. Got sent off. And my mum had the, the ref's keys. <laughs> so she took them to the ground and took them in the <laughs> <laughs> but I admit, my mum was that loud parent, but it was it never bothered me. Like it just just felt supportive. Okay, yeah, good. I still cry myself to sleep at night. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> nice. Uh, be supportive. Don't be coach. Just, uh, but don't coach. Uh, be your child's biggest fan, and that's what my mum was, John. She was my, my biggest, biggest fan. fan yeah. yeah, when he sent me off, she was like, and "That was <laughs> the only time I ever got sent off." And
2: in the article, and I think Lance Watson took this from somewhere else. One of the most dangerous periods for parent is the car trip yeah, home. Yeah. Uh, which is good. Yeah. And basically. so it's not
0: about giving feedback. It's because the kid knows if they play bad and all mm. the rest of it. Let them sit in it themselves and just give them the love again.
2: Number five: read the article. It's only two pages long, and it's great.
0: That is, yeah. it, is, it is really good. We'll put a link to it on www.imtalk.me. John, thoughts. Well, I would say this is all
2: really good stuff, but I wonder, and this is good for it's nurturing your gonna, child. I and, love this, way. you're to disagree. For, but, yeah, everything but. And, that, and this is good for 99% of the people, but I do wonder about that 1% of the people, the best of the best, your Tiger Woods, your Lance Armstrong, your um, uh, yeah. Andre Agassi, people like that. But I guess have you read his book? Yes, I have. Yeah. He did not, and, they, and that's what I'm saying. If, if if you want your child to be the best in the world, I don't know how much fun some of those kids had a lot of the time. They'd, Raphael Nadal sounded like he's still. Have you read his a, book? Yeah, yeah. He, he they kind of kept it pretty fun, but I think there's a fine line. If if, if you know, these guys that are the the best of the best, they're not just professionals. They've had some. some Do you think the tennis guys are on hard. drugs? Who's, who's the that? tennis
0: guys are on drugs?
2: Um. They probably take everything they can within the limits. I'm sure they I don't I don't know. No.
0: Um John, yeah, um yeah, there's something about that kid who's gonna be that star that takes a little bit more effort, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? And
2: there's usually something going on in the background with yeah, you just you just see so many of these very, 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 very top people these days. Something's just a little amiss, you know.
0: Well, but you look at her, her Thorpedo right now in the yeah, news. Read torpedo. his book
2: as well, and he's got massive depression problems.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, but you kind of wonder, if like, especially swim kids, because swim kids do start so young. And um, you know, it's, they had a sports psychologist on the news when talking about Thorpedo lately. He went a while, or something like that. He went missing mm. or something. And um, and he was just saying, you know, one of the problems for, and, and actually, I think this is an Ironman athlete problem as well, is that these athletes are just you know, the best in the world at this one thing and because they've given their whole life to being the best of the world at this one thing, they actually lack skills and, and you know, mm. development in other areas of their life. And so then mm. when they and especially in sport because you're such a young man's game, once they give up, they get into the real world and what else do they have? Yeah. Well and, Tiger Woods is a perfect example as well with, Yeah. You know, um yeah sexual deviance deviance <laughs> but but I, I I think that's one of the downfalls of our sport I, I think that's a real concern for our sport not just for the the elite guys is that the, the thing I often talk about to people who don't understand I man is that the esteem you get from I man is so powerful that it makes us neglect every other area of our lives and it can can be like it's not that everyone's like this but it can be a really dangerous sport and creating hugely unbalanced people who mm. get trapped in the sport because they They've kind of neglected every other of their life.
2: But a lot of these people have had some sort of life outside of sport before they've got into it. So I yeah. agree that you can definitely get into that space, but they've, most of them have had balance. Whereas someone like Thorpe and stuff, have never having a summer kid, and, and that's all they've ever done. They've been up at five o'clock every morning since they were 10 years old, and then he's you know 25 or whatever and released into the world. So mm.
0: like, What would be your tips for helping kids love sport?
2: Uh, well, I mean, we run our program here in Christchurch and we, um, for a lot of the parents, we've got to try to rein them in a bit. They want to get all the gear and the fancy stuff, and so we try to keep it really simple in terms of not getting the fancy gear. And this, and I I'm talking about the kids up to probably the age of 13. So um, they, the kids always, especially these days, they just want the flashiest gear all the time, and so we really try to discourage that. Mountain bikes are fine and stuff like that, yep. and just again, it's that fun element. We try to incorporate. Um, good training principles into the program again whilst keeping it fun so it's a relay stuff a lot of bike skills stuff which they really enjoy in terms of you know going around cones and stuff and it's all very very good for them but probably the main thing, and that's been alluded to here, is uh, we do time trials. So we do do have certainly do have races, but then we might turn them into handicap races as well. So, But we do time trials. Every every term we'll do time trial at the start, time trial at the end, and the focus is very much on trying to get your time better. And, and we have a, a trophy at the end of the term for the person who's made the biggest improvement in their time. Not the fastest person. They'll get recognition at the, the regional championship races and stuff, but we have um, awards for... For the the biggest improver, and uh, and that's a big focus.
0: And one thing Lance talked about in his article, which is quite a good good point, is uh, excuse me, <clears throat> is um the importance of of uh, team identity for kids. And oh, you know, yeah. like yeah, you know, he talks about a lot of kids will change sports, and especially in around ten to thirteen age group, because of their friends. And I know for me, I was a soccer player. I played soccer up until I was about ten. And then I changed schools and all my mates were league players. So uh, Mm. you know, overnight I just went to league. Yeah. And uh, and you know, so if you can if you are gonna be one of those influences of an environment, is how do you create that kind of camaraderie, that that sense of, you know, team and all that encourage Mm. those kind of identity things that come alongside that. So important stuff because as as John was saying in his article, is you know, there is only gonna be that one percent who make it through and um and, and, and I think the ultimate goal is how to create healthy people in sport is actually more mm. about that than you know just always finding winners, exactly. So there we go. That's uh, this week's high-five. Sponsor John? Extreme endurance. Let's talk about the blog, are we? Well, we're going to the blog because I've got an article here
2: about uh, the six healing benefits of probiotics. Oh. Uh, number one, digestive health, urinary health, allergies, women's health, immunity and obesity. So there was a research by Stanford University because we're all obese us triathletes. Sorry, uh, I'm carrying a 250kg right now. Stanford University researchers found that obese people had different gut bacteria than normal-weighted people. A fir- first indication that gut flora plays a, a role in overall weight. So it's good stuff. Probiotics. It's scientifically there's a, a great deal of uh, evidence out there that very very good for you. Uh, and basically the ex- gut endurance uh, is going to help promote good gut flora so especially for you guys that you know you, you have issues um, with your guts whether it be in training whether it be in racing this is just another sort of thing you can throw into the mix to try to help things flow through nicely obviously you want to be looking at your your general nutrition but this is just something else you can you can throw in there to just try to get things flowing nicely and there's a whole bunch of other Things in terms of the allergies, you know, we, we give Thomas um, probiotics because he can't have dairy and stuff and there's a lot of probiotics and dairy and uh, so especially if you've got, you know, maybe if you're, you're vegan or if you're anything like that, you probably, I don't know, but just another little thing you can throw in the mix. So check it out, extreme endurance, extreme gut endurance if you're in, off, ordering off the .com site, use the promo code IMTALK5 and get five bucks off.
0: John, if you're on the same blog, you go down the page a little bit, good old Samantha Silverman has joined some CrossFit team. Those CrossFit girls look mean, don't they? They do.
2: Oh man, I wouldn't mess with her. Yeah, and they're all taking extreme endurance. So if you want to look mean
0: as well, Take some extreme endurance. Yeah, far out. Okay, Jumbo uh, Extreme Endurance. Okay, next up we've got Alan Cousins on the show. He's going to be talking about the question that we put on this week's discussion is uh, what what are some of the benchmark sessions that you can do for your season? And uh, here is Alan right now. Right. This month, or this this week,
2: uh, hot topic of the week was a discussion around what sort of Benchmark testing that you do, and uh, we've got some experts in house. Um, Bevan is a resident expert. Wow, you know, I try. (laughs) But even more of an expert in this area from Endurance Corner, we have Alan Cousins, who's the physiologist, sports physiologist there, Um, attends most of the camps, and just a bit of a guru in terms of the the science of our sports. So, welcome back to the show, Alan. From Endurance Corner.
3: Thanks, guys. Thanks, you have built me up. I hope I can live
2: up to that. Oh, I'm sure you will. You're in Australia. I'm sure you'll be able to. Yeah. Um, so, Alan, uh, I, I was going to read out a couple of the posts we had on here. A lot of the people, and when they're talking um, benchmark testing, a lot of the power junkies automatically switch over, and they go, right, you know, I do my FTP test every uh, four to six weeks, and usually that's in the in the form of uh, of, a, of a time trial of say. 16 kilometres or a 25-minute um, power time trial. So we had Stuart, Stuart Martin Lawrence, he uses PowerTap on the bike and completes a, an FTP, T, FTP test every six to eight weeks. Um, swim is is 5 by 400s uh, just to see if his, his times have improved there. John Ellis, good old Muscles Inc, John Ellis from Christchurch. Every fifth week he does uh, is a recovery week, and when he does that, he goes and does a 2K time trial in the pool. Um, he's got a 10km running loop that he does, and does a time trial on the bike that's around about 40 minutes in duration. Had a couple of other guys there also who said they do uh, time trials on the bike, 400 meter swim time trials. Lucy France says, I don't bother with benchmarking. For me, it's more about what pacing I'm holding consistently and that is getting closer to my race goal pace. Um... And then Rob Gray, he does a 400 time trial in the pool, a 200 time trial which gives him his uh, CSS, which is the guys from Swim Smooth, they um, use the CSS score, does 1000 metres and then he does uh, 10 by 400s as his prep for the race. Other guys, uh, Jens Olson does a 5k run and a 200 metre test in the pool. So there's a whole bunch of um, tests that guys do out there and some of them, are well, most of them, tend to be anaerobic in their nature and we're going to talk a bit about doing how, how, how valid some of those tests are and uh, and also maybe looking at some other alternatives um, as we sort of go through the discussion. So um, I guess Alan, you know, um, you guys are Endurance Corner. Um you know, are you just sort of looking at the, the anaerobic tests with your, your athletes or do you look at doing sort of aerobic testing and maybe give us a bit of a, a summary around, you know, what you're trying to achieve from from benchmark testing?
3: Yeah, no, that's a, a really good good intro, uh, John. You know, you, you brought up some... Uh... Some some good points as to uh, the the necessity, I guess, of uh, of doing benchmarks. You know, and 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 some uh, some folks don't do them don't do them at all. Uh, but you know, certainly the folks who are training with power and using power prescriptively, uh, it becomes more and more important to have up to date uh, values, I guess, for, for zones and for uh, for FTP. So I think. You know that that's the first thing to first question to answer is uh, you know what what are we hoping to get from uh, from these tests and for uh, for the power folks you know it's certainly a, a decent number for our zones that that sort of represents uh, you know true aerobic or true anaerobic efforts for for where you are currently in the season and also a, a relatively accurate number for that that FTP because. Uh, you know, if you're using some of the software out there, so much is based upon having a, an accurate number for, uh, for functional thresholds. So, you know, they're, they're the, the two questions that we, we really want get to a, get a good handle on. And, uh, you know, as you said, the the trend at the moment, I guess, is uh, definitely towards the high-end tests, you know, those uh, five-minute, 20-minute effort sort of, sort of tests, um, you know, and they're obviously, uh, appealing, uh, you know, in, in some ways, it's certainly for an athlete, a lot, uh, less daunting to, uh, to face a, a, an all out effort on the trainer for five minutes versus, uh, you know, an all out hour or 90 minute effort. So, you know, there, there's definitely a inherent, uh, a, appeal to those shorter tests. Um, but you know, I, I think it's, one of the questions that we have to answer is t- to what extent um, is the athlete's anaerobic fitness coming into play on those tests? You know, and uh, certainly, in my experience, I've seen, you know at the start of the season, when an athlete's rested, um, and you know they they're not in the, the, the meat of the training sort of thing. Um, they're they're in essence maybe peaking those anaerobic systems a little bit. And so, uh you know i'm am not, I'm not sure we always get uh, get a true uh aerobic uh a true indication of the athlete's aerobic fitness with those really short tests uh you know as you said we do use aerobic testing as well um where we'll have an athlete go out and, and ride swim run at a prescribed heart rate and uh and we'll track that number sort of uh, over the season um
2: because I think that's a, it's an important point because, you know, we know well, a, a large proportion of the people listening to the show are Ironman athletes. And, you know, if, if you tell an Ironman athlete to go and do a sprint distance triathlon, um, they often are not... Uh, and nowhere near as competitive as they might be for an Ironman. Yet, if we're if we're judging their progress on a 20-minute time trial, yeah, you still might see progress in, in that that number. But what does that mean for um for you know how they can ride 180 kilometres and whether they're actually getting any better at that? So, do you have have you got any examples maybe of say some more aerobic tests where people can say right? Um, I can see my sixteen k or my ten mile time trials improving um but but what's happening to my um to you know to my hundred and eighty k other than going and doing a hundred and eighty k time trial is there can they use heart rate can they uh, you know maybe maybe give us some examples of some some yeah some some slightly easier longer sessions where people can track their progress
3: yeah that, and that's you know another really good point that uh uh, there, there's, you know, different ways that can create improvement in those shorter shorter tests. You know, if, if the athlete's aerobic system improves, then maybe it'll, it'll show as a positive thing on those sort of 20-minute tests. Um, but also, the athlete might be getting a better result in the 20-minute test from just becoming more anaerobically fit and being able to jack that lactate up a little bit more than what they were previously, you know. So I think bringing in another test is a really good way of uh, kind of getting a reality check as to okay, my 20-minute number getting better, but is it getting better because I'm getting more aerobically fit, or because I'm I'm just able to uh, to you know tolerate a little bit more pain, sort of thing. So yeah, I mean the the aerobic tests that uh, that we like to use are really simple. Um, you know, we we sort of uh, have the athletes. Uh, swim bike or run at the top of I guess what what most people would call a zone two effort, um, which we call steady. and uh, you know from from that heart rate zone, we then just just get a power number. you know it uh, it might be a, a trainer effort for for some athletes, you know particularly during the winter, um, and we'll just have a regular sort of ongoing test that that's repeatable quite quite frequently, you know where they do say, uh, two by 20 minutes at uh, a heart rate of 140 beats a minute or whatever the top of their uh, their zone two might be. And we just, we, we track that progress, you know, and uh, as you said, it, it's not, it's not necessarily an either or uh, proposition, you know, that they, they might still do some of those kind of max tests, but by including the aerobic stuff, it's a really good check in of, is this athlete just peaking and and, you know, sharpening up and and getting a better sort of five or twenty minute effort that way, or are they getting better because they're becoming more aerobically fit?
2: And, um, and, and similar sort of things with, um, with running. You know, obviously we, 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 we really get start to crunch the numbers with our biking because we've got the power metres. But um, in terms of, your, you know, you're running for Ironman athletes, you know, to, to, it's, it's certainly one thing to go and do a 20-minute um, FTP test, and, and that certainly takes a bit out of you on the, on the bike. But to, to go and regularly do, say, a 5K time trial yeah. um, running, that just beats the living crap out of your legs. So, so maybe give us some examples of um, some of the the forms of running benchmarking that that you do, and um, and you know, what yeah, just just some
3: examples. Yeah, so you know, same uh, same sort of deal for for the run. Um, you know, one of my favourite favourite tests is to uh, to pay a little bit of homage to, uh, to Phil Maffetone and, uh, you know, use, use the old, uh, Maffetone test, the 180 minus, minus your age, um, as a prescribed heart rate level. And, you know, there's, there's nothing special about that number except for the fact that it generally falls within a, an aerobic zone for the athlete. And it's kind of cool to, uh, you know, compare your numbers to, to Mark Allen and Mike Pig and, and those guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorite ones, you know, just getting an athlete to do, say, a, a two-mile or a three-mile test for more advanced athletes at that, that number heart rate and, uh, and just tracking how the pace improves um, over, over the course of the early season. So,
0: so so, what you're saying, Alan, is that you don't necessarily have to go to that top end, you know, those there's, there's real high zones um, that you can do things like, you know, 180 minus your age, which is going to set you in an aerobic zone. Now, how do you then set your pacing from that place, you know, if you're going to use that as a gauge to where I'm going to set my zones for my training?
3: Yeah, I mean, if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to use that prescriptively um, to, to set a, a sort of FTP estimate, I think you you probably need to have two paces. Um, You know, so sometimes we'll do a test that's similar to that, but we'll have two heart rate levels, some be the top of steady and the top of moderately hard. And we'll look at how that pace increases as the heart rate goes up. And then from that, we'll estimate kind of down the chart as to where that pace would be if the athlete was at their threshold heart rate. And, uh, you know, that's kind of my my favorite way, I guess, of uh, coming up with a really early season uh, FTP number, particularly for the run, because, uh, you know, as you said, the, the stress of going out and doing an actual run FTP test, um, you know, it's, uh, I've I've learned the hard way in in working with athletes, you know, in the beginning when I, I kind of developed an interest in performance modeling and, uh, you know, you'd read the studies and, these uh the scientists would would have the athletes do uh you know these criterion performances of all out 1500 meter runs every week so they could get uh you know get data and and track the improvement in athletes and i thought yeah that's that's cool you know we'll, we'll come up with a nice chart that uh that shows the improvement and tracks that relationship between load and performance but uh yeah, when I started doing it, the charts sort of uh, they, they took a bit of a nosedive about about week three. So, uh, <laughs> so we had to had to reevaluate things a little bit.
2: Um, and and, and in terms of swimming, you know, um, that's probably the least. Uh, damaging in terms of on a on a muscular level in terms of doing tests, um, and there's and there's usually unless you've got some monkey in your lane that gets in your way, there's uh, it's probably got the least amount of variables um, outside of doing it doing a trainer workout. So, um, what about uh, in terms of you know swimming um, benchmark tests?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I still, uh, I still like, I like the heart rate test for uh, for the swim as well. Um, you know, I think the the higher intensity tests tell us a lot about the athlete's technical efficiency in the pool. Um, you know, so I, I I think they're really revealing for for that purpose. Um, you know, but in terms of fitness, uh, getting an athlete to swim at their steady heart rate or or top of Zone 2 heart rate and seeing what pace that elicits, uh, you know, is still a really, really useful test for the early season. Um, You know, particularly good swimmers can can look very good for faster tests um, just because they're technically so superior um but you know when we start to scale that down a little bit to the the lower uh, swim paces i think it, it can be a little bit more revealing as to as to fitness versus uh you know the, the technical skill of the swimmer
0: well, how often should people do benchmarking you know like it's obviously uh, you know measuring yourself as a start point is really important so you can so you can see your progress and then you can change your zones and all that around it but there's obviously the people who probably get in the trap of doing it too much or, or not doing enough? What kind of timeframes, as an athlete out there, should we be thinking about doing our benchmarking around?
3: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, you know, I think it comes down to a lot to the test that you're using. Um, you know, certainly those higher intensity tests uh, where we're, we're limited by virtue of the fact that we, we just can't can't do them very frequently without uh, kind of digging a, digging a hole for ourselves, you know? Um, and I, I think you can get relatively good information by testing every, every kind of block, you know, during that recovery week for those, those higher intensity efforts. Um, for the heart rate type efforts, we're not as limited by frequency. You know, we, we can do those very frequently, certainly every week, or maybe we have a couple of sessions a week where we, we run a ride at a prescribed, uh, intensity and we, we get a number from that, you know, and I think. For those sort of tests, you almost have to do them very frequently because there's there's more fluctuation in those heart rate numbers. You know, if anyone who's, you know, taken uh, resting heart rate over a period of time knows that it can fluctuate five, six, seven beats uh, on, on a daily basis, you know, and the same thing is true of, of training heart rates as well. So, um, you know, I think that's where a lot of athletes get frustrated with the heart rate testing because there is that inherent variation there so uh it doesn't always um you know you you've, you've put in the work you've got fit up but if you're testing on maybe a funky day or a, a day where you've kind of overdone the caffeine a little bit or uh you know just generally stressed you can get a result that's maybe not not true and not indicative of, of fitness you know so i think you if you're going to take a heart rate uh, methodology you almost need to you know, jot down those numbers on a weekly basis and come up with just kind of a line of best fit, so that you get a, get a true sense of what's uh, what's happening with with the heart rate, uh, heart rate fitness
2: numbers. So that that's, that leads on quite nicely in terms of um you know, you, you've got your science hat on, but then you've, if you put your, your sort of real world hat on, how do you deal with athletes um, when they're not making improvements? Because you know, just uh, the the type of athletes that most Ironman athletes are—we're all pretty competitive—and when you mention the word time trial or, or benchmark test, they want to go out there and they want to set a personal best every single time they do that. And it's just—it's not possible, and it's not always going to happen that way. For the, for the new athletes, you know, you might see that pretty uh, pretty nice sort of linear or potentially even exponential um, improvements early on. But for the the seasoned athletes, you know, they're not going to be sitting pbs or prs all the time so how do you as a from a coaching point of view set people set athletes up so they're they're in the right sort of mindset for for time trials and, and what they're trying to achieve out of them
3: yeah that, that's that's a great point i mean i think uh the short answer is as a as a coach you've got to be a bit sneaky um you know particularly with those athletes who you know that a, a bad uh you know a a "Quote unquote bad result is going to going affect them psychologically. Uh, you know, maybe you don't tell them that, that it's a test. Maybe it's just a regular kind of benchmark session where, as a coach, you're pulling pulling numbers from it, but uh, you know, not necessarily telling them that, that you're doing so. Um, you know, you, you're absolutely right. You know, and for those type of athletes, it can often lead to them." Skipping sessions leading up to tests you know so that they come up with a come up with a good result for the test and that, those sorts of uh less than ideal uh, behaviors through the training cycle you know so I think you you absolutely have to know your athlete and you you have to know what uh, a test result is going to mean to them um, you know and and I certainly work with both ends of the spectrum you know guys that are very kind of uh they attach a lot of emotional significance to every single number that we pull and other guys who are more uh, kind of big picture focused and, and kind of recognize that there is going to be that inherent fluctuation there. You know, and I certainly, I try to, uh, kind of educate the guys to, to expect that, you know, and, and not to put too much, too much weight in any one test. And, uh, you know, we, we do our best to do that, but with some folks, it's just, as you said, you know the the more competitive they are in the race, the more competitive they tend to be with with all numbers, and uh, sometimes you just got to be a little bit a little bit tricky.
2: Cool, and, and Bevan was sort of asking before about the frequency of um, of tests. But is is you know, in terms of structuring the the best time of the season to, to do different sorts of tests, you know, if you're coming up to an Ironman, um, do you still get athletes to do anaerobic tests, or yeah, you know, how do you sort of structure, um, you know, basically the best times of the seasons for each different sorts of tests? Yeah, that's that's
3: a great question. Uh, you no, know, I think. Uh, Particularly for the early season, when an athlete is is coming off of not doing a lot of work and their fitness is probably at at the low point of the season, um, those higher intensity efforts are particularly damaging. Um, you know, so certainly for the for the early season, uh, I kind of have a bias towards the the submaximal heart rate tests. Um, you know, and that could that could really be for the first three or four blocks, depending on, you know, how long the season is, that we pretty much stick to those sorts of tests to, uh, to work out zones and work out the, the functional threshold numbers. Uh, and then, you know, following that, it's, it's kind of uh, a gradual build in, in the specificity of the test, you know, just, just as the training becomes more specific leading up to the event we gradually get more and more specific with those, uh, those higher intensity tests as well. You know, starting with 20 minute efforts, 5k runs, those sorts of things. And and for Ironman folk, just progressively inching up, um, how far we go with those tests, uh, you know, and, and eventually I like to build the guys up to doing a, a metric simulation, which, you know, I think we've talked about before where, uh, They do a two point four k swim, hundred and twelve k bike, and twenty six k run. As kind of a a test effort of uh, what's a realistic uh, Ironman pace for them for for their target event.
0: Mm. When when, when someone does a test and they give your results back to you, excuse me. um, As a coach, what are you looking for?
3: Yeah, that's (laughs) that's a good question. I mean, I I think the. the main thing that I'm looking for as a coach is I'm looking to work out what the relationship between load and performance is for this athlete. So, um, the, I guess the, what I'm trying to do is, you know, I I think the, the question that the athlete has when they come to a coach is how fast am I going to be for my, for my goal race? You know, what, if I put in this amount of work, you know, what, what's the end result going to be? And that's how I use the test. You know, we can, over a period of time, identify, okay, here's where the training load is, here's where the level of fitness is based on those tests. And if that trend continues, then by the time of your A race, here's where your fitness should be, and, and here's the result that uh, that we expect to get. So, you know, that's, that's mission one for me. Um, you know, I, I think... As a coach, you need to be able to answer that question. You know, the athlete, it's going to, he's going to going to ask it. You know, he's going to say, "Well, I'm putting in all this work. You know, what what do you think it's going to get me?" And uh, you know, if, if you give him an answer that's way off the mark, then uh, it, it doesn't really inspire faith. You know, so I think that's a that's a really important uh, important thing to get from the test. And that, the second thing is. In terms of directing the training, um, you know, we want to know this athlete as as a, a sprinter, as an endurance athlete, as a, as a time trialist. You know, we need to know where their strengths and weaknesses are so that we can address those in training and also direct them towards the events that, uh, that they're best suited for. So, you know, I think they're the, the two big questions that I'm, I'm looking to answer with those tests.
2: Bit those Iron Man junkies love it when you tell them you're you're no good at Iron Man. You should go and do Super Sprint Triathlon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, that, that's that's the good thing. I mean, that the aerobic training is good for uh, good for all of them, you know. So it doesn't uh, doesn't mean they have to stop doing the, the training that they, they love. But sometimes, I mean, you know, just a little bit of a push can uh, c- can really kind of uh, create a shift. You know, athletes kind of become. They, they sort of have the blinkers on they have these events that they prepare for year after year and just changing things up a little bit on, on a suggestion. You know, sometimes it's like, man, I, I did surprisingly well for that, uh, for that sprint race or that 5k or, you know, whatever the, uh, whatever the, the test might indicate that they're going to be strong at, you know, and it can, uh, it can make the sport a bit more fun and, uh, you know, keep keep their motivation up as well. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be their A-race, but uh, including things that they're good at is uh, generally a, a good policy for a coach, I think.
2: Nice. So anything else you wanted to... Obviously, we want to talk a bit about um, Endurance Corner, but uh, anything else you sort of had uh, in terms of benchmarking?
3: Uh, no, you know, I think we, we covered some some good ground. You know, I, I think the, the take-home message is that... Uh, you know, in this kind of time of very polarized thinking with respect to uh, you know power training versus heart rate training, and you have the the kind of decisive camps that uh, are likely to go to war anytime, uh, anytime soon. Um, it you know it doesn't doesn't have to be that way, and it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to to burn the heart rate strap or uh, you know do do whatever they suggest. I, I think the more numbers we can get, the better, and uh, there's there's a place for it all. You know exactly
2: very good um what do we got coming up in endurance corner
3: we have tucson coming up uh in uh, in a couple of weeks so when i'm done with you guys i'm going to be jumping on the trainer and trying to trying to get some miles in the legs to prepare for that
1: nice. um
3: so that's yeah that's a couple of weeks we do our annual pilgrimage down there cool um and then we have a uh a specific prep camp for Ironman Boulder coming up in June, so uh, you know we're gonna gonna ride the course and do a little bit of a, a simulation uh, weekend there. So that, that'll be a, be a lot of fun for the inaugural uh, Ironman Boulder.
2: Awesome. So guys, um, you can check out all that stuff, endurancecorner.com. The other thing that's on their website, that they've got a huge amount of articles on there on a lot of the stuff we've talked about today, um, lots of the other guests we've had on, and just got heaps and heaps of columnists on there. So uh, for coaching camps, um, just general reading, you can get it all on there, endurancecorner.com. So yeah, it's a great
0: resource,
3: guys.
2: Thanks very much for your time, Alan, and uh, have fun on your Tucson camp, and we'll look forward to uh, catching up with you again soon.
3: Thanks a lot, guys.
0: What would you
3: think, John? Yeah, Bevan. It was great. <laughs> I do it every time. We yeah. haven't
2: recorded the interview yet. Thanks, Alan, from Endurance <laughs> Corner for that. And pissed ever. Yeah, all you guys go out there and measure yourself
0: on that bench. Okay. Uh, John Bo, Coach's Corner. I'm not putting music on. I can't bother. Project 2014 update. Good. Just Tell us about it. Last week was a recovery week. Was it active recovery building to a solid weekend? It was. So if you,
2: if you recall, we had a massive big camp for four days where we – did our, over 600 Ks of biking, 6 hours of running, and a measly 6 K's of swimming. And so it took a few days to get over that. So just had it started off the week with just a little bit of core and just a gentle run. Nice easy swim. On, by, by Wednesday I was just... Uh, had a, another little run and then started to test the waters a little bit in terms of uh, if I'm properly recovered, and I found out that I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then
0: Thursday, I basically what happened on Wednesday? Just I just did
2: some. I did, basically did uh, got on the trainer and did sort of five minutes at Ironman effort, five minutes at half Ironman effort, and repeated that sort of through a through a trainer session. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just hard work. Thursday, I was kind of hoping I was going to be okay. Went out and did uh, a 40k effort at. Or 45k, if I don't think it was, at uh, half Ironman pace, which is, you know, that's moving along reasonably quickly for, for What's us. What's your power?
0: What, you, you're obviously sitting on the power, so. What, so,
2: t- trying to aim for 270 watts. Yep. And it was a good indicator for me that I wasn't recovered because I, I managed to hold the power just. But effort. Effort uh, was was high, and also my heart rate was still elevated by a good sort of five to seven beats. So, going along, yeah, power's looking good, but and this is what I can hold in a half man, but it feels a hell of a lot harder so it was a good indication to me that I was not quite recovered and I need another day to get over it so Friday had a swim and then did some stride work with the on on my run so especially at this time the build up whilst uh, you know starting to get a bit tired from the build up doing a fair amount of specific work always keep including quite a bit of uh, leg speed work it just makes me feel better it makes me uh, just, just breaks runs up a bit so I'd, I'd go out and do a run uh, for about an hour do a bit of drill work and then I'd do, um, I think I did like six strides so strides is like 15 seconds of very fast running but trying to maintain normal running form not so you're not sort of going into a sprinting action run for another 20 minutes steady, do another six strides before warming down and uh, and it's not a strenuous workout but you get some really good quality leg speed work. But the whole week was really building towards the weekend and it was going to be my last uh, really key long run long rides and normally I would try to ride Saturday and run Sunday but just the way timetable works it wasn't going to work that way. So the fillinator and I uh, set out uh, about 5 o'clock on Saturday morning for for a two and a half hour run and the way that I structured that it was uh, it was basically a building effort first hour we just sort of uh, run just yep. sort of get warmed up, wake Closet. up and then it's basically an hour and a half where we you know, more or less run more, more than a half marathon where I would run uh, the first I think I did the first 10 to 11 k's sitting at around about Ironman pace or just a little bit quicker probably sort of 5 to 10 seconds quicker per k. so for me that's sitting around about the 4 minute 10 per K pace and race pace is hopefully going to be around about or exactly four minutes 17 per K and we did that. What over that give you? Three hours. Okay. I probably won't, I might struggle to do that and we tried to make it over a specific course so we had a couple of little hills in there because the Ironman New Zealand course is quite specific, uh, or quite 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 bumpy, uh, We're really spanking the downhill bits just to try to load the quads up so did around about uh, 11 Ks like that. Next 5Ks, cranked it up uh, to 4 minute K pace, which is around about 17 to 20 seconds quicker than race pace and getting close to half Ironman effort. So 4 minute Ks is, uh, yeah, it's up in the ante a bit. And then the final sort of 4 to 5 kilometres, cranked it up another notch uh, and trying to sit at 3 minute 45 per K pace, which is uh, just a little bit quicker than half Ironman effort. So really ran the run Absolutely perfectly, pulled out a 337k there from my second to last k, which nice. I was pretty pleased with, um, but a good solid building run, so no rests in there other than just grabbing a, a drink and, and having a poo stop about halfway, uh, and just a building effort and really spanking that last bit of the run so that was Saturday and then we backed that up on Sunday with our with a really key long ride set a new record earliest departure of my life on the bike full uh, left time at 440 a.m. I he picked me up about 450 it's a nice early start we had to be back in time for the girls to go out and uh, we did the gorges which is a hunt just over 150 k's for us and it's a reasonably flat loop but a lot of it's flat but you've got a lot of climbing so a lot of just gentle climbing. You go from sea level up to about 350 metres over about a... 50k period we sort of do that climb so a lot of slow gradual climbing but all sort of aero bar stuff and the way we structured that ride was we ride across town pretty cruisy just to get warmed up so first sort of 45 to 60 minutes is um just getting across town through lights and and getting out to the the sort of country roads and then we rode 60 kilometers at Ironman effort for me that's 200 about 230 to 235 watts absolutely nailed it bang on perfect rolled into Oxford which is sort of your halfway point, refilled our bottles and then we had about a 45 minute sort of cruisy period which takes you up to a place called Old West Coast Road which is the coast to coast uh, route for this weekend and then down Old West Coast Road uh, where we did sort of a a series of reps where we would go 15 minutes at Ironman Effort, uh, 5 minutes uh, just around about half Ironman Effort or slightly above five minutes even harder so getting up towards uh, anaerobic threshold and then five minutes easier so it was a 30 minute cycle 15 minutes ironman five minutes just around about half ironman five minutes above half ironman five minutes easy repeated that through three times and uh, we were spanking it again hit it perfectly so perfect weekend
0: of training love your work jumbo mm. i've got some big news for phil what I was talking to jen before my class on friday morning yeah and she was saying that she can't wait the last kids go school so she can get a job the what? She, she can't wait for the last kid to get to school so she can get a job. Yeah, whatever. Because <laughs> she, <laughs> <laughs> she, what, you know, well, two kids at
2: school? Three. Oh, two, First ones are going to preschool. Started yesterday. Yeah. First class.
0: And about to go to school. Or, or, and then she goes, and then, well, can't wait for They'll go back to school, you know, so I get some time. I go, oh, so you can get a job. And, she, and I said, I'll tell Phil on the show. She wasn't that keen on that idea. But, yeah. yeah. She ain't getting a job. Jen, good luck for that job. Good on you, mate. Take it to the world.
1: Yeah.
2: So this week, in terms of Project Twenty Fourteen, I uh, got a bit of higher intensity work, um, and one of the reasons I do the higher intensity work, it's not so much for the the you know, the the physical benefits that there are physical benefits to it, but it's also about getting my head in the game. So I'll be doing a couple of sort of time trial efforts. Both
0: what about the risk of injury. Do you is it do you run
2: push? I, uh, I certainly don't go to max. But for for example, this week on. Wednesday with Wednesday I think I've got 7x1k at around about 10k pace so it's yep. it's pretty firm um, but it's not I'm not going out there to go right that last k I want to go and yeah. try to run three minute k's that would be a bit dangerous it's it's about for me you know getting getting being, some being real, uncomfortable being uncomfortable and this was on, on the weekend you know when we, we we were doing these reps down old west coast road you do your 15 minutes at IMAN effort that yeah, you know, reasonably comfortable, but uncomfortable. And then you do these two five-minute I- efforts. Okay, sorry. And then, and then when you come back down to Ironman effort, it's like holy crap, you got to really slow yourself down to stay in the zone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a bit of intensity in there. And then last long weekend. Last final big session. So we've got about two and a half weeks to go now. So this weekend will be my last long session. We'll do a a three hour Ironman effort ride followed by a two hour run. So that's my key session for the weekend.
0: Well, Bevan's update, I did an hour run. Oh, very good. But I was pretty happy about it. Your knee's okay? Yeah, it's funny. My knee's really funny because I know it's there. Like this Mm -hmm. morning, like I teach. doing. you do have a knee, yeah. Yeah, no, but I know that it's been injured, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't hurt. Right, so it's kind of strange. Like you kind of it's like like I'm teaching like back to 100 percent teaching, and and I ran for an hour on Saturday, so I had the runners and we were going up and down Harry L so I probably covered maybe 12 k's in, in an hour. I'm going to go move your cones. I saw your cones on Saturday morning. I'm going to go move them and rub out your little, uh, hey, your little stuff. you cause yeah. crashes. We, it's for safety of people, John. We do yeah, that. Yeah, safety of people. We head to a group, so I was actually up the hill, but um, but I was running, and it's really interesting, is because yeah, like I'm fine, but you do feel it. Mm. But not in us always, so it's really strange. So hopefully that last bit goes away eventually. But anyway, John we had our we had our um... we're to go to our interview. Well we've got five minutes. Okay. We had our trivia from Thorsten. We can quickly do that one, can't we? Yep, we didn't go over this last week, did we? Well we, we kind of did, but basically we kicked butt. Thorsten's sent a, a post on his website just saying uh, John and Bevans try bevan and John actually uh, try score trivia score we got we got pretty much everyone right we got okay, so the only ones we didn 't get right, partly was the mecca one, so the mecca was uh, what was the last win by Mecca, and it was the itu long distance world champion, which I did mention yes, and then that before that was two thousand and ten Kona, but the question I sent to Bevan and John was worded a bit loosely, therefore the answer of the two thousand and twelve Was correct The version I published on my site was a bit more specific At the last IM distance win Uh, And which was Ken's in 2011 Right Mm. So he had to give that to us Uh, And then the other one which we probably didn't quite get right Was which were the last winners The last IM winners from US athletes And again he's got partly Andy Potts is the correct answer for the male But the US pro Elizabeth Isles Or Lyles one that I last I mean in Western, Western Australia, Australia. Mm, so we did pretty well. Yeah, and he was his mind was blown away that you remembered Hilary I Oh, everybody remembered this Hilary. Yeah, of course. Yeah,
2: she sells nice clothes.
0: Yeah, yeah. There we go. A
2: few Americans, the the, the US female athletes have gone sub nine hours. A Couple you probably you know a lot of them, but Sue Latshaw and wrote in nineteen ninety seven. She also. I think she won Ironman New Zealand one year
0: around about then as well. Never heard of her. Sue Latch, yeah. Was she pretty sharp? Uh, she went sub nine, so. Back in those days, that was a big thing too, wasn't it? 1996. Nowadays, every girl goes sub
2: nine. Yeah. But then you've also got Mary Beth Alice, Jessica Jacobs, Lindsay Corman, Ashley Clifford in Florida in 2013. Who's the best
0: American female triathlete of all time, John? Meredith Gessler and Elizabeth
2: Lyle's best female. Well, it kind of depends if you can't uh, pull the newbie phrase. No, we're going to say
0: she's, uh, she's she, was, well, she was Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. She's got the accent still. Mm. Uh, I would probably say off the top of my. How old head. Did, was she when she went to America? Oh, was no, she no. brought up and then just went over when she started racing? No, 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 no. She
2: was, she was like a kid in America.
0: No, I do no, no, no. I'm pretty sure she was brought up in sat in
2: Zimbabwe. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. it's Just not uh, I would probably say Karen Smyers, just off the top of my head, might be somebody else, but I'm going to say Karen Smyers, okay. who we've had on Legends of Triathlon. Yep. She yeah. won titles. John, I'm getting questions classes. from people
0: saying, "When's the next Legends coming out?" Uh, I'm trying to get it sorted for next
2: Tuesday. Okay. Sorted out.
0: When did we do the last one? It was- Funky years ago, before Christmas. Did we? Yeah.
2: We didn't release it till. Uh, Let
0: a look. look. <laughs> Legends of Triathlon.com dot com. Okay. <laughs> Let's just pull this one out. It was meant to come out monthly. <laughs> yeah. Legends of Triathon.com. Here we go. Beautiful website.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Beautiful design. Come on, website. Mate, this computer sucks. Came out in the 7th of January. There you go. We're in February. So, yeah, okay. So there you go. Yep, now you're right. I got it under control. Well, you need it next week. Yeah, well, that's
2: what I'm going towards. Uh, so looking likely, not making any promises, but looking likely
0: there'll probably be Heather fewer. Oh good stuff I mm. oh, should sure be a good one mm. And then I think sh- You should try to do Mike Riley When you're in uh, Yep Or at least hook it up When you're in bloody Oh tubo. yeah it's probably um, Probably a quietest time of the year for him so Yeah like, I think Riley would be a great one Okay then Um jombo Let's just pause Because we've got to do an interview we're Back in one second guys And we're back John Very nice uh, So I think we're sponsor now. Well we had a bit of carnage Didn't we John We did We did Disaster time. Disaster. We were going and getting Skype ready for Alan Cousins. I need to go to the toilet and I was changing, just moving the mic, spilled the glass of water over my laptop, didn't I? Yep, move fast. It was a good, I was quick, wasn't I? I have not seen you move that fast in a while. No, uh, well, it's been years, John. And the reason was uh, pretty much a whole glass of water went over my computer, didn't it? Yes. <laughs> But you can still hear us, so that means disaster averted. What I did well, turned it upside down straight away, didn't I? Nice work. I? That was a yeah. good move, yeah. 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 And then John went and ran and got the TTL. Took about half an hour to find yeah. a TTL. There was no label on your drawers. <laughs> <laughs> I have a word to Joe about it. But Organisational <laughs> yeah. But it worked out. The show's still here. Because imagine we would have lost the show.
1: I know. i oh, oh, a
0: busy day today. Exactly. We recorded early because of it. The- mm. Sponsor, John. Coffees of Hawaii. Lucky it wasn't Coffees of Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. we're charged up
2: the computer, you know. If you you haven't had Coffees of Hawaii before and you're not quite sure what flavour you want to get, best way to go down, they've got sample coffee packs. Oh, that's a good idea, isn't it? So you've got uh, a a one-island sample box, which has got three different sorts of coffees, just a small little pack, a two-island, a three-island, or a four-island where you get Four different coffees, surprisingly, from four different islands Maui, Molokai, Kona, and Oha. Oh, Oh, that's good, yeah. So, yeah, just a a nice little, I don't know if there's a little vacuum pack there, but just an easy way to try a few different coffees, see which one you like. Then, next time, you can go and order 1,500
0: kilograms of the one that you like the most. So, you get eight ounces of each. It's only 15 bucks, John.
2: Nice. It's pretty cheap. Good present.
0: Yeah, it's a really good present, actually, because, again, we know you love coffee, and that's where you can try, and then you go, oh, you know what, I love that Big Wave stuff, I'm mm-hmm. going to buy all Big Wave. There you go. So you get, you know, put, dip your toe in the water, mm-hmm. and then you're
2: ready to go. So yeah, coffeesofway.com, all the promo codes are on imtalk.me, but try yourself some sample boxes, one, two, three, or four islands.
0: I always wonder why they've got the, the whatever country other version that is here, John, down the bottom of the page.
2: It's because I got one. In like it's in Russian, isn't it? Yeah, but why were in they they Russian? Got Spanish. I think they had Spanish.
0: That's yeah, only Russian. Okay. Got yeah, English or Russian? Cut coffee's why big in Russia. Obviously. Yeah. Is so it Russia where the Olympics is? is isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. Such, It's such, Yeah. Yeah. So it's because they're killing it at the Olympics. Yeah. Have you watched any of the Olympics? Yeah. Is it on free TV? Uh, I think you probably get a bit on Prime. I'm not
1: sure.
0: Mm. I'm not a peasant like you. I, I, I no. Why well, I am peasant. I can't deny it. I have to admit, but I, it's awesome. Well, the thing I love about the Winter Olympics is the carnage factor is so much more exciting, isn't it? Mm. Like, at the Summer Olympics, you don't have carnage, do you? Mm. Winter Olympics, all I've seen so far is carnage. I'm not, I, I, the carnage... I, I like the cross-country skiing and the shooting, all that sort of stuff. Well, they reckon they're the fittest
2: guys out there, don't they? Even, across oh, all... Nah, everybody says that, but...
0: Well, it's because this, the testing shows it. Those guys have, like, the best heart rate they and They are stuff.
2: incredible. What, what you find incredible is when they're coming up to do their shooting and they've just got to just got to cruise and try to get their heart rate down, I think that's
0: just awesome. Yeah, the skill factor, eh? Mm. Imagine an Ironman, mm. and the last part of the run you had to take a shot at someone. Yeah. <laughs> Pull out a gun. Okay, here you go. If you, if you get a bullseye, yeah. you only have to run five minutes less. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't, you've got to run an extra. That's what they do. Yeah, if you,
2: if you don't get it, you got to run extra. Oh,
0: is that what happens? Is it, yeah. It's not a point system. No, you've got, to,
2: you've got to do an extra lap of a little um, penalty track if you miss your target. Oh,
0: is that what it is? So. So that would be cool. Yeah, that
2: would be cool. I don't want to run more than forty-two k. No, you, you're coming down. It's basically you're coming down the home straight, and you have got a penalty. You've got to uh, go down. You got to run down to lava Java three times. <laughs> Put uh, your wetsuit uh, back on. Oh, God, that'd
0: be painful. Whatever sports horrible. do. Whatever sports do are kind of a really good combination of endurance and skill. You know, because the not pentathlon? a pentathlon. S- oh yeah,
1: yeah,
2: that's yeah. Sh- Sheila Tormina, the triathlete. She, Went to the Olympics for that She oh, mm? oh. went for swimming, triathlon And modern pentathlon
0: but what, what do they have in modern pentathlon? Horse riding, swimming Who does that sport? Uh, do they have shooting? Uh, that's Running? A, that's a, that's, a, that's a just a made up Olympic sport mm. that one gets shot from the Olympics I don't care Because mm. so I had a friend of mine who really wanted to go to the Olympics And he looked at doing something like that mm. He was a good athlete, good swimmer mm. And he wasn't quite good enough to be the Olympic swimmer Mm-hmm. So we went to try to do a sport like that for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. It's a joke. It's, just, it's a joke. Coffee's <laughs> in a way, guys. Check, check, check it out. Jonbo, questions and answers. Bevan, you were just asking about uh,
2: earlier on just about Heather Fuhr uh, about who's coming on Legends. J- email's just come in. It's all sorted. It's next, happening?
0: Next week. Yes. Hip-a-fure. Tell us a little bit about it, John.
2: She won a gazillion Ironman races. A gazillion. She's won the most ever. She has uh, was just an awesome runner, very, very strong runner, and she's won Kona, she won Kona. I think she only won it once, but there are lots and lots of podiums. Mm. So mm. there you go. That's a quick summary.
0: Okay, James Bowtell me through a great email saying, uh, proof that if you were born to be fast. Uh, basically, there's a, there a study coming through from theeconomist.com saying that new studies suggest that there's a link between cyclists' looks and their performance. And so what they did is they basically got a, a whole lot of chicks and some men to look at photos of Tour de France riders and predict their performance and was not the likability, wasn't it? Did you read the article? Not really. Oh, okay. And so, it's good, because then, then, then I can just wing it. Um, and so, and it turned out that people, be, oh, I can't even remember. Be, oh, much, you just be, wing it then. <laughs> if you're good looking, you're going to
2: be faster. Pretty much. I know Bradley Wiggins' big sideburns were that good looking. I watched a documentary on him the other day on the trainer.
0: Do you know what, John? I know. I uh, know. Uh, uh, I'm a pretty boy, okay, and I understand that, that, that okay. you know I, I have a certain look that seems to appeal to some people. But I got an email a while ago from someone saying, "Do you think you've been successful only because of your looks?" Okay. And 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 the funny thing for me was that I was a real dropkick, and I got no opportunity when I was a dropkick. You know what yep. I mean? Like in life, up until I was twenty, like I, I no one, no one was interested in me. No one mm-hmm. was giving me opportunity. Like it wasn't like you know, and I, I looked exactly the same as what I do nowadays. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I wasn't. Were you
2: able... using facial facial care moisturizer? That was what went wrong,
0: John. That was the big mistake. Once Did I see studied... you. No, but you know, the like mallets, it... what made it for you? <laughs> the, the mallet was the key. But the thing was, is that you know, like up until a certain point, moment in my life, no opportunity ever presented itself to me. No chicks were interested in me. And then when I started to develop <laughs> myself as a person, so sorry for you. I know it was hard, man. I tell you, but <laughs> but no. But the thing was that when I developed myself as a person and started to grow confidence in myself, then the opportunities and that presented themselves. And it's these, you know, you might look from the outside and say, well, a good looking person gets more opportunities. And and I'm not disregarding that completely, but actually it's more about how you feel about yourself. I feel. Mm. i tell you what you
2: watch. uh, If you watched Beauty and the Geek?
0: John, I'm not wasting my life on that (laughs) crap. I don't either.
2: But you, you do. there was about 20 minutes where we watched, there was nothing on TV and we watched that. And, I just shook my head. Cat. Like
0: I just some, when stuff like that comes on, I go. There's, I jump on my piano. Yeah. Joe's got into Big Brother recently. Oh no, I couldn't watch that. Uh, not that this is him. No, but I don't judge you because oh. like we've all got our time wasters. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you know, like yeah. you know, like I will spend too much time looking at Reddit on the internet. You know, we've all got our things that are waste uh, a bit of mind junk to waste time, but it's just that's not my thing. But I'll jump on my piano.
2: Some of those girls on
0: Beauty and the Geek. They yeah, do
2: not have a lot of little brains. Yeah, out. but
0: the problem with those shows is they're edited to make them I look know, stupid. I know they are. You know, like it was, They were no, made to look pretty stupid. Anyway,
2: let's yeah. it's push on. I think sometimes people think I'm stupid. No, oh, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> never, Carol. Murray King. Lapworth doesn't.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: He's doing Murray Lapworth, Holy Hammer
0: Coast to Coast this weekend. He's <laughs> doing Coast to Coast? Yeah. I don't know who's doing Coast to Coast. One day, eh? One day. Straight one in there. He'll win his age group. <laughs> probably one in his age group Probably know There'll
2: be, <laughs> be a few In his age group But not How heaps. many do The longest day Not a lot Like a Oh, really it's, That it's, little It's, 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 it's between a hundred And two hundred It's nowhere near two hundred It's closer to a hundred oh, I thought 200. it was like Three to four hundred No Oh really I'm, I'm pretty sure on that Somebody don't quote me on it We probably can
0: Because I did say it But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But It's not uh, Big numbers Wow It's almost like a waste But you need You need the ambition Don't you Carol Cooper sent through An email saying Saltwater um, aspiration uh, Syndrome uh, Hi Bevan John, Soda Water inspiration Syndrome, have you heard of it? Probably Never suffered from it, however Do you know anyone who has? Auckland 7370.3 Became my worst nightmare after accidentally Inhaling water into my lungs I think it happened when I it because my Goggles fogged and I couldn't see the boys How I would Describe this is like being on the bike And run breathing through a straw with water gurgling, gurgling in your Lungs and never getting enough oxygen so anybody's
2: uh, had this issue saltwater water aspiration syndrome I haven't had it haven't heard of it
0: uh, she did write back to me say it happens a lot in um, I can't remember what sport it was another sport it's quite common but yeah. not, not so in if sport
2: if anybody's experienced that uh, or if they know much about it maybe post on our Facebook page and we can uh, share the love
0: now just, just quickly we got, a, uh, we got an email through from uh, Ricardo and they, 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 him and his wife sent through they did the book for somebody but we were meant to be giving it to his brother Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give another nickname Just so that they know that then We'll do that soon Because we're going to do the nicknames in a second uh, Pod P.O.D mm-hmm. Age group of the week from last week Yeah he sent through an email John Yeah He goes thanks for the age group of the week I must say that CMZ, uh Did a poetic license With the breakdown of my race uh, To spice it up And try to fire up Newsom. Didn't work uh, That's his style There was never any thought of an ass slap As uh, the confidence wasn't there That I had the legs to not suffer And re-slap as I was passed again, 100% agree that if John would have smoked me on the run, uh, if he run, way, if he should have, but he didn't. No, and I wouldn't have said I'd smoked him. I would have said it would have been reasonably close. <laughs> and then he said, John now has uh, said, I'm going, I'm going down. Let's see what happens at Pan's out in Taupo. And the is coming to get you as well. Oh, so, so you're just putting someone else in, in there. The Pod smash them both. Smack. If Newton doesn't
2: qualify for Kona now. Don't ask me the question, what if you don't qualify? I was like... I'm, I'm, it's going You've to take, made t-shirts,
0: John yeah. You've got an outfit
2: Yeah, it's it's happening uh, But it would, he did make the point there It would be hilarious If somebody did do the old ass slap As you go past And then later on You re-pass that yeah. person That would be gold yeah. I'd love to do that You can it
0: only summer. ass slap In the last lo, last quarter of the race Really, can't you? Yeah, but still Even then you can uh, You've got to have confidence yeah. If you're going to do the ass slap yeah. Have you ever done the ass slap?
2: No, I have not No I tend not to fondle other people's men's
0: bottoms. Well, you do with mine most weeks, but, well, you know, well, I, I put up with it. It's supposed to be a secret. <laughs> 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 so, but the, the thing is... You see it in the pros happen, don't they? And Cody, there's always that guy who rode too fast, mm. who's you know wins the first cab of the run, yeah, and then you know fades extremely quickly, and then you'll get like a crowie mm. just smokes past them. Actually, Pod and you Aussies, uh, give us a bit of a heads up if there's uh, not
2: just for me, but for other people qualifying. <laughs> <Just> for John, <laughs> not for me. It's more for Phil. <laughs> for oh, oh, Phil, <laughs> I, I suspect. That where, 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 what Tom what, what, what would Phil do? Well, hopefully, Phil will go under nine thirty. Well, that's pretty f- smoking. Yeah, and he has he, got to do that. Uh, you know, it's easy to talk a big game, but you know, nine thirty you qualify should do. Yeah. But I suspect I'm wondering. Last year it was an incredibly um, the times were just really slow, and I, and I wonder if there's going to be a stack load of Aussies come over because we saw that with a seventy point three last year. Our age group was was not strong, and this year all these Aussies come over and, and absolutely smoke it. And uh, I just wonder if there's many Aussies coming over um, for have the you done any athletes research. Not really. I'm not too bothered. But it's for Phil, who's going to be more on the borderline, like he's—is
0: it 30 years this year?
2: Yeah. So there's more slots, isn't there? There is, but it's still not many. You know, there's still going to be there'll be 11 four, or that? what? Isn't your age group more like 11? <laughs> Five at most. Oh,
0: I'm sorry for offending you. Yeah. And then we know age group gets
2: 11 <laughs> slots. What planet do you live on? I remember when I was doing it. There was like no. an age group that got 11. No. Yeah, oh, th- back that that was 80 slots back yeah, then. Yeah, There is, uh, I think there's 40. Oh, really? And, I th- and then there's a 10 bonus ones, which takes it up to 50. So this year at Ironman New Zealand, 30th anniversary, they got 10 extra slots. And each Ironman you've done, they you get a, an entry into the into the draw. So I will get three but, entries into the draw. But, what have you already been to Kona? It doesn't matter on this one. It's not a lottery. Uh, it's, it is a lottery, but it's not. No, you, you get drawn out of the hat and you get to go. So... I believe so, anyway.
0: uh, How do they prove that? Do you say you've done three?
2: No, you have to sign up. So it's not, you're not opted in automatically, which some Uh. people are going to miss out on. If you're listening and you do want to get onto that, you've actually got to go in and register for the lottery and then you tick the years that you've done.
0: But wait, is it I'm in New Zealand only? Yes. Okay, so you can't pull out your certificate? No.
2: Okay. No. So what was my point? My point, I think my point was, uh, (laughs) Pod, if there's any good Aussies coming, can you just (laughs) flick me a note? Honestly, it's not for me. It's more for Phil, so I can.
0: And Pod, if you just, do qualify, do you want your slot? Because Phil needs it. But no, he's, he's got his. He's fine. Phil, oh yeah, because Pod took in Auckland. Mm. I got work. He burgled it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, so,
2: so he should have given you an nice lap. Our age group for. Possibly five, I would say.
0: What if so, someone gave you like a really aggressive asset? Would you be angry? Well,
2: you've always got time to do the ankle tap. I'd do the, dive, <laughs> the, ankle the diving tap. ankle tap <laughs> before I was fading. I'd dive, ankle tap. Face down, plant. Down,
0: buddy. <laughs> down. down, down. Yeah. Got an email through from, now who's this from? This is from Righty, Brent. Right, mate. It's a big one. Uh, Samuts, and unfortunately, his wife is going through um, some cancer problems right now. And so he's thought, well, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to To do something great for some people who are obviously helping to fight the cancer cause, and he's got basically, I would like to get the message out there that I'll be attempting a charity event to raise funds for awareness for the McGrath Foundation, who are involved in the placement of specialist-trained breast care nurses all around Australia. My wife was originally diagnosed with breast cancer in 2006, which we thought we'd beaten after extensive surgery, chemo and radiation treatment. However, last year it came back and now is all through her body. She has been declared terminal, which is extremely tough considering our two daughters are ages 6 and 10. Oh man, I feel for that family. Um, I'm hoping that by competing in I Indoor Ironman, I can raise $10,000 through the auction and raffle of sporting teams, signed triathlon gear and corporate sponsorship gifts and services um, basically, he's got a link where I'll put on to uh to his, his basically his Ironman fundraising page. Um, he's, I think, he's doing an indoor Man. I can't remember exactly. I haven't got the exact details of this email. A few guys, yeah. So. Yeah, Nothing has been registered For the indoor Okay so wait a second So Another goal of this challenge Is to show our girls That we have not given up They will be joining me For the last section Of the marathon So yeah he's doing An indoor He's doing an indoor mm. marathon man, By running on a treble Next to me The charity event Will be held in Orange Which is in the country New South Wales uh, at Fitness uh, Perfection Training Centre. It's on the 7th of March, and I have tracked some flyers, which again, I'll put some on podcast. Um, and he's just come back to me, and he's just saying recently, he's got up to $4,000, getting close to his $10,000 goal. We have placed an order of 160 supporters t-shirts, you know, can buy them for $20. Major local car charity has also offered $100 per sale of car per month for a fundraiser, which is good. And Guinness has been in touch with me, so apparently... Uh, there is no registered record for this distance, so he's gonna to try to see if he can beat the record. Right. Um so very good. So he's just basically if you want to support Brett and his cause, um, you know, I'll put a link to that on Dub 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 and talk to me and, and obviously you guys were thinking of your family because tough time and it's nice to see you using it as a really great cause. So Brett's gonna
2: smoke it. Do you know why? Why? Because he's recently just got some extreme endurance. Ah, uh-huh. well, no doubt about it, John. Absolutely, he's going to have no muscle pain. He's just going to, it's going to be a walk in the park. He'll probably
0: even do it twice and raise $20,000 because it was so easy. That's how he rolls. It's a good luck. That's how, how he watch. rolls. John, I'm going to pause for a second because there's another email I need to read out. Turns out that email can wait. Yeah. John Bo. Uh, we're going to Kona, Bevan. We're going to Kona. We are. I'm very excited about going to Kona. In New Zealand, if you're listening, we
2: want some specials, please. Yeah, man, We've really got a sale from New Zealand to America everywhere except Kona. I'm quite frustrated. Oh, really? Yeah, well, you were telling me, oh, there's a big sale on. I said, yep, and there is, but it's everywhere except Kona.
0: Well, because I went there.
2: No, that wasn't sale price. It was just regular price.
1: I know.
0: I'm I know my I'm backing repairs. up. If, if it goes higher, I'm going to be angry at you. Yes. Because we could have got it for about 1400 about a week or so ago. Yeah. You go, no, hold off.
2: It wasn't a sale. It's just regular, regular, reasonable pricing. But in New Zealand, if you're listening, we want a sale. Indian cricketers, if you're listening, suck on that one last week.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Right. Indians must be gutted, Because all the Indians in New Zealand would have come over and they'd be loving their teams there and thinking, we're going to kill the new Kiwis. They should be. Well, we win the last test. We just want rain now, don't we? Yeah. We just bring on the rain. No, it's only a two test series, so we can't lose. I know, but we'll, that's what I mean. Rain, we'll want it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's how Kiwis support the New Zealand cricket yeah. team. Okay, John, you're going to go first because my file is not opening So these are
2: people who have bought one of our ebooks to basically be in the chance. It'll be one in 500 chance of going to Kona, all expenses trip paid. And it's also helping Bevan and myself
0: get over there as well to do the work that we do. Remember, if you buy the ebook, which is $30, you go to www and talk to me and in this week's show notes you get the ebook which let's be honest it's average at best
2: can, Although, you, t- can you tell how many people actually download it because I know some people have said to me yeah I bought three copies so I haven't,
0: haven't looked at the book I put a lot of effort into making it look pretty Yeah, um, I, I probably could okay uh, I'm sure, surely, the, they, don't even, they don't care about winning a trip to Kona. No. no. Okay. Um, but if you do that, then you're going to draw, and it's going to be a one in 500 or well, or, or less than that, maybe depending on, although it looks like it's going to sell. Um, and we'll do the draw as soon as the last book sold or June the 1st okay. after that time. And then also, if you buy a book, you get an I am Talk nickname, which makes it even better.
2: Right. Uh, Richard. The bullet Barton. Tell me about it, John. Just came up with it. Just sort of standing fast like a bullet.
0: I like that. I kind of came up with most of my ones today too, to be honest.
2: Cool. Yep. Uh, Sam, the jet Luton or Latin Luton.
0: You could have almost combined them both. The
2: bullet jet. I know because Luton is a is a crappy airport uh, just outside of London. They call it. It's like a. They call it London. Um, you know when you fly like Ryanair or EasyJet or something. Yep. It's not really London. Is it really and, not? It's uh, so I thought the jet.
0: How far out is it? Is catch your train into London? Yeah, it's a little bit out. Oh, okay, uh, Moira, the Vegas Express, Terry. Nice, because she's from Ash Vegas.
2: Uh, Ellie, CJ, Hollington. Now, what's that? Where does it come from? That's right, because she's a pom and she moved to New Zealand. I've got i gone a bit of a bit of a twist here. The first ship to come to New Zealand was a Charlotte Jane, oh. uh, CJ. Nice There
1: you go nice.
0: Ian White Lightning Hersey We've given it. to There was an old one wasn't it? Yeah it yep. was
2: uh, Alistair The Dream Shadow Lang Nice that's good That was off some One of your generator websites Yeah, that one,
0: yeah. I like that Dream Shadow It's yeah. good
2: Wayne The Joker O'Brien Because he had a picture On his Athlinks profile With Chrissy Wellington With a big smile Chrissy's smiling So I thought the Joker yeah, uh, nice. Tom The Impact Chambers We've had that before been donated to the show Mark Pollux Jetsk can't remember why. You schemed this week because
0: your ones are all people have had them before. It's okay. And I, <laughs> it's I, okay. Over to you, Bevan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did all of mine this week. Now, before I do it, the person that I had to mention before, so wait a second. Um, so, Ricardo and his wife, uh, they bought their brother, his brother, Rodrigo Cordinio. So that you reckon as a birthday gift and I actually gave it to the wife last week and she was sporty spice I was gonna pull this up here sporty spice was um Patricia Patricia so it's actually it's a, for the brother and so the nickname I'm gonna give him is mr moves right here yeah. mr moves that can be taken down many different areas um then we've got uh salmon cross and mean butter bean Because <laughs> <Gosh. laughs> remember that box of butter bean yeah, yeah, Remember the big, big bald guy? I remember he was a big, round kind of character and he wore the American trunks. I don't remember that one. Oh, he was a... No. He was a yeah, he was a... He was a, he was a did you watch the Jackass movies? No,
2: they didn't appeal me.
0: Oh, you didn't like Jackass. No, carry on, carry on. Didn't like Jackass. Okay, we accepted. Move on. Gareth Flynn, the Mighty Flynn. I used to have a guy to play rugby with and his name was Flynn, so we used to call him the Mighty Flynn. Cool. So the Mighty Flynn. Yes. Paul Williams, Silky Smooth. Mm-hmm. That's for the ladies. Um... Chris Owen, Bull Basher. Right. <laughs> nice, you like that? Yeah. Andy Slade. Now, I thought Slade, I thought Ice. Sounds like Slay a yeah, little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went Speed on Ice. Cool. Because I imagine Speed on Ice is pretty fast. Geez, mm-hmm. I was watching this thing on the BBC of this one of the old best skaters, downhill skaters in the world, and he has this camera and he carries it S- down. Skaters? Skiers? Skiers. Um, yeah. Going down, you know, the real fast. Yeah, yeah. What do you call those guys? Downhill? Slight, well, there's a downhill and then there's a giant slam. Well, not the one that jumps, the one. Yeah, yeah. He um he had a camera going. Those guys are mad, yeah. mad. Those losers so yesterday. The girls were going 140
2: kilometres an hour. How do they not die, John? Oh, it's still just you just slide. You don't die. You just slide. Yeah,
0: but you what if your leg goes over your head? Nah,
2: you slide. They're pretty hard. Well, you have to be harder than that. Pretty boy sitting next to me.
0: <laughs> Never got any love when he was twenty. Extreme, extreme Endurance Oh no, Extreme Junkie it was Endurance Junkie, endurance junkie. So um, Performance Executor Nice you like that? Yeah um, Monica Marino Or Yeah, that would be right, eh? Yeah The Wall Because no one can get past you Right, you know cool. Like that? Yeah, cool Yeah, cool uh, Mark McGinnis. I thought of Guinness Book Records Yeah The Record uh, Smasher Nice you Yeah, know that? yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark, I mean, sorry Matt Clark The Duke of Depth the Duke of Depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And then uh we've got John Cox, Sergeant Smashem. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, S S E. Yeah, yeah. And then uh Paul, how's that one? Burridge? Burridge. Burridge. Um Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Ain't no mountain high. Just kind of thought of that song Gosh. when I did that. <laughs> yeah. Bridget Goldman, The Wiz Kid. There you, go. there you go. So if you want your I Am Talk nickname, go on to dub dub Talk. Me sign up for the ebook and your name will be put out. We've done 50 of the nicknames now, so we're kind of working our way through them. There's 500, so it'll be a few weeks before we kind of get them all done, but we're working through them. So, and someone actually bought them for someone for Valentine's Day. Oh, there's a great idea!
2: Yeah, I know, oh, there's a great idea. I wish I
0: could remember who their name is, but I can't. But there you go. So, Valentine's Day, guys. Buy of the flowers, bag of the flowers, get a book. buy your own self, do it for yourself, you know. Treat yourself, treat yourself, John. Sponsors. Coffeesofway.com The best flavour variety in the world so you Social networking for endurance athletes And extreme endurance You're like the buffer Jumbo, whatcha your goss? <sighs> you went to a race, you were disappointed in it but you saw the Mountain snails, so it made it up for it.
2: Yeah, saw the Mountain Snail, saw his son. Um, How'd he go, Callum? He did well, Callum. He was racing in some fancy Epic Camp gear.
0: Oh, nice. How'd he get that? He's yeah.
2: never done Epic Camp. Well, the good, good fellow that he is, he sent down Thomas this massive box of uh, Lego. Really? Yeah, because he was told to clean out his room and he was getting getting rid of a bunch of Legos. Mr so was the mountain oh, sounds a good dad, isn't it? And to so send that down. Teaching I'm life, thinking, life what, lessons. What can I give to Callum um, as a bit of a sign, thank you. And I had some small Epic Camp stuff that just sits in the box that doesn't get, uh, no, it's too small for, for most people that come on the camp. I thought, yeah, we'll like a bit of that. And apparently he was smoking it out there in the Epic Camp gear.
0: Oh, nice. Really?
2: Outside of that, Bevan, it's, uh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we... Something you, you tell us about your thing. I had something to say.
0: Well, no, because because you won't be listening to me. I want to. What happened on the weekend? You had your bike ride. You had your run. Yeah. Came home after your run. What happened after that? Take my kids to swimming lessons. Yeah. Jumping
2: for a sneaky swim while the kids <laughs> the kids are doing their swimming lessons. Practical. And went out for a walk. Uh, Godly head. The gun emplacements. Thomas is an age now. He's uh six. Just- just constantly asking questions. It does uh head in. It's great, intuitive, and everything like that. Not intuitive, um, inquisitive, but it's just why, what, why, why do they do that? Why do they do that? So that we have these gun emplacements over. From back in the day, yeah, uh, looking over Littleton Harbour, and it's, it's the most beautiful run you can do almost anywhere in the in the world. If you ever come to Christchurch, yeah, gun run on the Godwin Track. I don't,
0: I don't track. do that one much to be honest. It's A bit far away, but it is. Yeah, but it is nice. An amazing run. And at the end there, they've got these. You can uh, do the whole thing now, too, can't you? Because mm. Mm. it was closed for a while.
2: Yeah, yep. and uh, they've got these places where that was looking out over the harbour, where they'd shoot all the the Germans or the Japanese. Was the they Japanese are worried about, wasn't yeah. it? And mm. they would never get a come down to New no. Zealand. But anyway, they're still there, and you can go inside them there. And uh, God, we just got about, we just got a million gazillion questions. <laughs> does, he, does he
0: understand war yet? Uh, well, he's pretty into a Star Wars and fighting. <laughs> no, no, because I remember when Tyler must have been about a seven or eight. And she she learned about the Second World War mm. and she was really scared about it, you know, like that, that could happen, you know. And, and uh, Thomas would be excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, he's a
2: boy. <laughs> he's a boy.
0: Yeah. Uh, outside of that. Um, Do you play fight much?
2: Uh, did a bit of slamming here, did he? Yeah. He just <laughs> loves to have uh, light-sa- lightsaber um, fights. All? And his main thing at the moment is. You're going to take me to Star Wars Seven when it comes out. You, when, when's it coming out? And apparently, it's coming out December 2015. 15, yeah, so it's got a bit <laughs> of a wait. But constantly, we're just role playing Star Wars. So that's uh, that's it. Life's tricky with filling in all the Iron Man training.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Not much else going on really. Didn't do anything so Um Offered to linda shot me down. I said, "Should we go? Should we go to a movie? I'll arrange a." Um, you said that and stuff. Yep And she said No I'm, I'm happy Just having some Wine and cheese at home And just watching some TV at home What
0: movie do you want to go to uh, I was thinking of Looking at the Nelson Mandela one no, Don't go to it Don't go to it No who bad reviews Not bad reviews But not great You should go 12 years I a Slave.
2: Sometimes go to Movies and people say this crap, and I'm like, that was a really
0: good movie. Yeah, but it's because you never go to movies, any movies. You're, whoa, 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 there's a big screen. It's yeah, it is. <laughs> change the seats nowadays, John. They have comfortable seats, you know? Really? Yeah, it's mind blowing. You, you can buy wine there now.
2: I'm, I'm listening now. Bevan, tell us about your stuff, or I'm just going to do this email. I'll <laughs> oh, do that. Whose email is so, it? Ironically, somebody complaining about the race at the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Who? Oh, I had a kid's race. It wasn't a fair start. I'll, I'll give them that was it not think start? about the start very clearly. What do you mean? It was bang go. No, well, you like the, the kids swim along a beach and they swim to a little boy at the end and they're basically not out of the depth, but they had some kids, uh, they just lined Ran. up along the beach and so the kids could just run all the way and the other kids were like up to their neck in water and I'm like, that's not very fair. It's not fair, I know John. the focus, I'm about to say, the focus is on fun, but
0: yeah. Hey, 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 fun. hey. Don't do that email now. I'm going to tell my story. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> full of crap. <laughs> so I went to the casa, John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> went to the again. I'm listening now. <laughs> so we went out on Saturday night. We went to, you know what's on right now that you need to go see? What's that? Um, the free show in. Free. I'm, I'm turned on again. <laughs> so, Casino <yeah. laughs> free, right. The I'm all in. in. So it's a free theatre at the park. And they, they do it, mm-hmm. the Outwits guys, who are guys who are kind of theatre sports kind of guys. Right. And every year they do a free. You know, summer show. Mm -hmm. And like like two years ago, it was the history of New Zealand. Then last year, it was the history of rugby. Yeah. And then this year, they're doing the history of New Zealand music.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Pretty, uh, it started a bit slow, to be honest. First Mm -hmm. five minutes, I was like, oh, this could be a long night. Mm -hmm. And then, am I boring you? Yeah. Here I am. (laughs) Free casino. How's that tying that into this? Hey, I'm building, okay? I'm building this story. So, went to this thing. They're pretty impressive. They basically, at the end of it, they had this, like, as a a musician, the, the, the guy they had playing the music Was mind blowing And at the end of it They played Because they had the It was kind of based around The greatest New Zealand songs And all the rest of it keep moving, keep yeah. And at the end of it They had um, They played the hundred They did kind of snippets From the hundred best New Zealand songs Of all time Right It was pretty impressive well, And it was a good night out, Good laughs Had a bit of a picnic with friends It was good times Where's the casino coming into this? Hey, 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 yeah. hey Patience Yeah Patience After that we went to the casino, John. Nice. And uh, when we go to the casino with friends, we, we, you wouldn't like coming with us. No. Because you, you, you want your own time, don't you? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be around Belinda at the casino? She's no good to me there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you do when you get to the casino? You
2: go to a table and you, you try to eye out the waiters to get you free drink for as long as your money can last.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm here, hot oh, chocolate, hot oh, chocolate. I tried to get a free drink and it said the bar's over there. But I wasn't at a table. Uh, yeah, exactly. So if you're at a table, they give you free drinks, today? they? Yeah, not. Fr- uh,
2: not alcohol- you can get free coffees and hot chocolates and stuff like what that. What about coke? And beers. Uh, probably coke. Yeah.
0: Oh, bugger. Could have got have some free lemonade.
2: Yeah, you've got to be sitting at the table playing, and yeah, you've got to be there for a while because they don't come around very often, and then they don't come back that quickly either. And if you go gone, the drink doesn't.
0: come So yet. you do, do? You pretend you get one for a friend as well. Oh can I get two hot chocolates One for him as well <laughs> Just How no, kind of... long is he playing Why are they such a cheap ass. Oh coming from you Just see That's <laughs> what you do So what do you do with Belinda When you go to the casino uh, We we'll usually tag team it so Oh so you do a gang of all together
2: Yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. Do you listen to her she, No she does not know The rules of blackjack <laughs> She, she knows know. the basics But you don't She doesn't know how to play the odds <laughs> Sparks fly <laughs> If somebody hits When they've got 14 And the dealer's got a 6 Let's just say that
0: Why was <laughs> that a bad odd that is a terrible odd. Because there's so many chances of going higher than seven. If the dealer's got a six, you sit on whatever you've got, pretty much, or
2: you double down. You just the why deal, the dealer's going to bust? Because there's more tens in the pack than anything else. And if the dealer pulls a ten, or even an eight or a nine, they've got they've got to pull another card because they've got to keep pulling until they get um, uh. to seventeen. So a six, if they get a six, you're like.
0: Bingo. So you put more money down, do you? If you
2: can, you maximise your opportunity Why, why? Are you, you allowed can. to
0: sometimes and not other times?
2: If you've got two cards the same, you can split them. Mm. If you've got nine, ten, or eleven, you can double down. Ah. If you've got eleven. What if you've got, got two six. sevens?
0: Do you always put the big money in then? Because the three sevens, you win lots, don't you? Oh, I don't pay sevens. Because Joe's sister, last time we were there, super sevens. She, she won the three sevens. All ah, right. She won like about a hundred bucks. Mm.
2: Yeah. It was- got to put a lot down to keep. Getting
0: your money back on that
2: Trust me, I know
0: Oh, well, I think she floated it To be honest mm. But you know what the funny thing was? Oh, no mm. I'm going to this week's casino story mm. Jeez, i go to the casino a lot, don't I? Mm. Yeah I'm not a gambler either So anyway, when we go to the casino, John There were nine of us there mm. And we thought to ourselves Okay, what well, we, we gamble is one So mm. everyone puts in <laughs> Happy families <laughs> Happy families So everyone puts in $10 Yeah You know, that's You know, for your budget yeah. Go, we we go to the we go to the roulette wheel. We divvy up the ten, and everyone starts gambling. Bam, 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 bam. Some people lose. Some people, out Joe, yeah. first hand, she was gone. Yeah. Not me. Not me and my mate Tom. Mm-hmm. Good old Tom and I. We were just Aiming at John. Mm-hmm. I just everything I was touching was going to gold. Right. I was doing that. I, I like the, the the thirds. Yeah, yeah. Because you do the, the red or black, and you only get double back. Yeah. Do the thirds. Yeah. And I I hold out a hand. No, don't play this hand. Mm-hmm, good. Bang, One so I went I started with my 10 I took my money up to $12 <laughs> 1250, you know? $12.50 I think I must have taken up to Maybe about 100 Yeah Maybe a little bit over 100 So we walked away And then Tom took us up to About 60 or something as well Oh so he took your, all your money up to 100. Well no because We all started with our $10 But the whole idea is that What we all win We all take away at the We develop yeah. at the end Yeah So we did that And we did that And, and then we had a pile of about 160 bucks mm. And then Someone goes, put it all on black. Yeah, got to do that. <laughs> we put it all on black. Yeah. We won. Nice. So we ended up winning like, I don't know, about 280, I think it was. So we win like 280 bucks. Yeah. And then we play the Pokey Challenge. Yeah, So the Pokey Challenge is... Who can lose the money the quickest? <laughs> that's much. all that happens on pokies. <laughs> wow, you're wrong, John. Uh-huh. With nine people, $10 each, you get $10 each, Yeah, you get a Pokey Machine each, and you get 10 minutes. Yeah. So who can win the most money in 10 minutes is nice. the Pokey Champion. Yeah. So I pretty much was out after a minute. I had the yeah. timer, I had yeah. the stopwatch going. I just couldn't win anything. Yeah. Broke my heart. I didn't think I even won anything. I think I won like a twenty-five cents. So I'm out, and then I'm walking around annoying everyone else, trying to gamble and all the rest yeah. of it. Looks like no one's going to win Then my friend Rudy. He ends up winning about forty bucks. So we're kind of it looks like we're going to be down on the game. Joe Reed wins eighty bucks. Nice. So our ninety-dollar investment turns out to be about a hundred and thirty, maybe nice. something like that by the yeah. end of it, if yeah. everyone's winnings in. Walk out of the casa, John, and winning with ten dollars, thirty-five dollars each. That's what you want to hear. See. I think the casino is going to ban us. No, yeah, you're on the list. (laughs) I think we're going to be on the
2: list because I'll have word either the CEO. I know the CEO very well. Does he listen to the
0: show? Uh, Don't think so. Good because I'm pretty sure we're going to be blacklisted. When we won the 280. We're not the most people looking at you. We're not the most discreet brunch, let's mm, put it that way. mm. And uh and one of our friends, another friend who was at the casino was getting money changed Mm. and uh we made this like we seriously, you thought we won a million dollars by the rackets we had made. Yeah. And she looked at it and she goes, No, you won two (laughs) hundred something dollars. So where we are. So that was yeah. Good. That was my my night out. Cold. Again, again, in life overall, I'm up on gambling. Very good. Can you say that? I cannot. Yeah, see? Yeah. So I should be giving you tips. Yeah. Go for the sevens, John. So, yep. what, what are you up to this week?
2: Uh, this week, uh, we've got a busy day today. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John and I are doing week? some work together. We are. Yeah. Going out Friday night, sports awards. <coughs> what are you up for? Administrator of the year. Who, who, who are you competing against? Well, it's a whole Canterbury. I got nominated for triathlon, so it's the. Uh, so, but
0: yeah. then do you have to go against the Crusaders? Is it like that? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, I'm you. not getting
2: anything. I don't not think I've made short shortlist. But do we'll you get to give go. a speech? No, no, no.
0: See, I hate that because I've won oh. New Zealand Fitness and strength of three times, John. Yeah. Do they give me a speech? I'm sure
2: that Athlete of the Year probably does.
0: Well, I don't care. Like i won three times. I never get to give a speech. Start a group. Maybe I will, a Facebook page. Yeah. Everyone needs to give a speech. Yeah. That's why I stopped entering it. All right. Because I didn't get to give a speech
2: Okay uh, No So that's that And then uh, Is it boring? I don't know I haven't been for you I've only been once who, who, you, who, who, who are you with? I'm taking think Do you dress up?
0: First? Oh, So it's Do just you and Belinda You don't
2: I know, know. We've got a table we got the triathlon table Oh I'm so you've sure. about other people there Dave Dwan will be going
0: Oh Dave Dwan's going mm, I'm sure he'll be going How much is it for a seat? Because those things Are just about making money Let's be honest I think it's 85 bucks See that's pretty good if you get all your food and uh, drinks. Is it drinks free? I'm pretty sure it is. No. It'll be one no. wine. Yeah. you get a voucher when you go in. you yeah. get one wine. <laughs> one, one, one bottle on one the One wine. The and if you don't drink alcohol, you store still in accounts one Coke, which exactly. does my head in. And yep, you get one wine. It'll be cheap. It'll be pretty some bread roll mm-hmm. with a soup that they bought from Lemon Pack and Save. Yeah. The dessert will be too small. You'll I be eyeing up prices. I tried
2: to go to Pack and Save the other day. God, it was painful.
0: Yeah, but how much cheaper was it? I don't think it was. No, John, you're lying. Mm. Let's do let's do a shopping list comparison. Mm. Pack and Save's way... I know. It's, I'm not saying the experience is nice. No. I, I understand. But fundamentally, it's costing you 30 bucks for that experience to go, countdown. You go to Countdown. You yep. got a Countdown? Yeah. Yeah. Unless you Got a Countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Although, apparently, we should be boycotting Countdown. Why? Did we not read the news? No, no. Australian Australians, you bloody Australians. Shafting. Us. Australian bloody Woolworths and all that are mm. shafting New Zealand suppliers. They're going, We're not you're going to use New Zealand suppliers. Mm. So now we're the, the Kiwis, dot com Kiwi, we're making our comeback and we're saying we'll bug a countdown, we're not gonna buy countdown food. Okay. So pick and slave it is for you, John.
2: Foodstuffs.
0: <laughs> what else is on this weekend? Beg your pardon?
2: What else is on this weekend? I'll be uh, doing some housework this weekend. The house is looking at shambles. That's pretty
0: much it. I'm doing John I'm doing a I'm doing a 15 hour day today. Crazy crazy. No 14 hour Yeah Yeah
2: yeah. I'm feeling for you
0: Oh you should be Because
2: mm-hmm. 14 we'll hours Let's wrap the show up then shall we Well okay. Started early And I'm going to leave You're going to
0: me what I'm doing this week Oh you just
2: told us You're doing a 15 hour day Well it's just today Yeah What are you doing Bevan Nothing <laughs> Nothing Good, Nothing. <laughs> good. <laughs> i got my new car outside as
0: well. Oh, wait a second, let me have a look. Wait a second, keep talking. Okay, i will do a description from the background.
2: Can you see it from there? Oh, no. No, through the door, onto the uh, painted deck. It's white? No, it's not even white. You can't bloody see a thing. It's silver. It's white. It's not white. It's white. Okay, uh, so now we're going to divert to an advert for the show and Fenelton Eye Clinic. You can go there (laughs) and get your eyes lasered. The car is silver. Okay, well, it looks white from that angle there. Yeah. So you bought a Subaru? Subaru, not Impreza. What year? You wanted a 95? Did you get a 95? No, I didn't want a 95. So we're getting rid of it. Oh, 2005, sorry. 2005. Yeah. What kind of price range, John? Right price. (laughs) Right price. Did you buy it from a dealer? Yes. Better question, John. Trevor Co-Sport. Or Co-Sport,
0: whatever. Yeah, better question. Better question. Did you get the trade-in you wanted?
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I got a trade-in. Because uh, you wanted three, three or four. There's no way I was getting that. And uh, I was pretty happy I got any traded. I was sitting there. I was signing the papers because we'd agreed on amount. And, uh, had and he had look at it? No. This year, he, 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 we were signing the papers and he was having somebody having a look at it. And I was just waiting for them to come and say. Uh, actually? Yeah, actually, no.
0: <laughs> no, it was not a great deal. Is it still got trade. that new car smell? That smell they it's spray in good. it? It's uh,
2: No, it doesn't have the new car smell, but it's looking good. Are you liking like the new car?
0: It's good. Had the old cruise control on the other day Cruise control is dangerous No it's not, it's safe No it's not Because the problem is You take risks Because you want to stay in cruise control Oh no I don't I don't think I'll have that issue uh. I think I'll be alright with it So I try to corner You know like when you go around corners And you still want 105 yeah, Why well, can make it be going around 105 and The limit's 100 No but you can go up to 105 No, no they won't you give can't a ticket. Yeah.
2: 104
0: now Oh, Just I have got a 4K limit. Government's trying to make money off us, aren't they, John? Mm. Bevan, what else is happening in your week? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? Good. I haven't got a new car. No. I haven't bought anything new in a while. I've got a haircut. Not my haircut? Yeah, it's awesome. Guess how much? Uh, $20. $17. 17 that's a good price. I know. Yeah. Br- brick at a mall. Yeah. Brick at a mall by the Hoyts. Yeah. I think no service, John. You know what happened? Here, here we go. Uh, the person who hates us renting at the end, hang up now. So, go to the mall. Yep. And and I normally pay forty dollars for a haircut. I'm willing to pay forty. It's quite a lot. Yeah. Oh, you know, like a style. And mainly, this haircut's not the flesh haircut we've over yep. head. Took yep. it a bit too much off the top, but that's okay. And uh, and we walk around. everywhere was booked out, John. So then I go to this one place. The place by the Hoyts and and Mall mm. on the corner there, by the sushi place. You know the one, I top get, store. I don't get a Riketon much. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. well. So I'd go in there, and and they got seventy dollars for a, for a cut. Ten dollar for a clipper cut. Right. Did you get a clipper yeah, cut? I used to. <laughs> so then I bought my own clippers, and it was great. So yeah. did you get a haircut? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Did you never get a haircut? No, I, I, not. Now, I,
2: I when I was younger. I
0: oh yeah, staff. yeah, yeah. I used to do it too. I used to be the guy who gave my mates a haircut. Yeah. Did the fade, yeah. and uh and so so I went there. Stand at reception. There's a reason you pay seventeen dollars, John. Mm. No one's going to help you. <laughs> so yes. There's a desk. I stood there for like ten minutes. They're All the stars were No one, no, they, they, they don't even care. You're standing there. Eventually, I just go sit down. Yeah. And I sit down, and I go, to "Someone, what do you do? Ten minutes. And sit down yep. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. You, you pay for what you get, John. Exactly.
2: And I got a. You buy one of those e-books, you get some quality, <laughs> thirty bucks of quality. You, you. It's a case of you don't pay what you give, or you get so much for your thirty
0: dollars. What's the one thing in your life, John, which you paid for, and as soon as you bought it, you thought, "Why the heck did I pay that much?
2: This Apple computer you convinced me to get. <laughs> no. <laughs> you get some new ram, I heard. Yeah. The biggest thing that frustrates me at the moment is uh, packaging. Packaging? Yeah. What do you I mean for like like cost a fruit And things like, you go and buy a thing, of. Uh, you go to the supermarket and you're going to get some fruit and they've packaged it, put a thing of a bunch of pears in a plastic package. It's just, why? Unnecessary? Unnecessary.
0: Anyway. Sorry. My, my worst What's was one want? time years ago, and this is a foolish, innocent mistake. One of those, you know, we're going to make you millions if you oh do goodness, this. yeah. Yeah, and it was... It, Take surveys and make millions. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I was 20. Yeah. You know, what did I know? And I spent 70. Nobody little, loved you. Nobody looked at you because you were <laughs> exactly. an ugly exactly. mug. <laughs> I spent 70 bucks. And as soon as you, you put your 70, you get the email of what you got. And as soon as you open the email, you go, well, that was just a waste of 70 dollars. <laughs> <That's laughs> <That's> nice. <laughs> that was a good lesson to learn in life. Right, right a on. lesson.
2: Rambling over for the week. Okay. I'm Russ. I'm in Trainer.
0: Trainer. Train